0: This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bare Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to barefruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit, believe, create, inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 32. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman, I am the creator of Bear Fruit, and I am here with my co-host,
1: Adam Jigaman Teteris! <laughs> huh? let <laughs> me just... Pull the curtain back. Sometimes I have nothing to say in response. Like, Listeners, I need you to know. Oh, I do man. not know what's coming up. I do not. I have no plan. I am not forewarned. I Sometimes I just don't know. Yeah. Jigga Man. Yeah. It's your boy. It's your boy. Jigga Man, you <laughs> hurt. Yeah, yeah. Recent, I'm, I'll get a couple this week. I got Jacko in, uh, under my belt now uh-huh. from our Killing Joke One Shot. Yep. And man, and if, if if luck prevails, we'll have one for the Suicide Squad. Right. One shot, hopefully this weekend, sometime this weekend.
0: Just so you know, this is the 40th episode of Kamapok Junto that we have recorded. Woo!
1: So 40. Ah, we, we, I said this moments ago. We've created a monster. Yeah. We made a monster. We have literally
0: recorded 40 times. I've come up with 40 different middle names for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't remember. No, I can't remember any except Jacko. Junk like, Pile. Yeah, you know what? People like Junk Pile. Every once in a while, we get an email and it'll be addressed to like, hey, Octavius and Junk Pile. Yeah. I got something to say. John Bone. <laughs> My name's not Junk Pile. I appreciate you paying attention, though. Oh, man. Jackknife. Yeah. Jackknife was a good one. I like, I like Jubilee, mm-hmm. Joystick. Yeah. I recall as well. Yeah uh in jamiroquai
0: yes we had a nice you know it's it's, it's
1: good 40 <laughs>
0: episodes that we're still running that's right
1: that's right that's right
0: how you doing man hey man i'm doing well Damn. um had a great time doing our one shot of um batman the killing joke mm-hmm. i thought it was i listened to it today and i was like man you know what this is, this is pretty well represents yeah. how I feel and how you feel. And yeah. we got some
1: feedback from you guys saying that you guys liked it as well. So thank you guys for listening to that. Mm-hmm. one person went so far as to say they enjoyed our one shot more than the movie. And I'm Honor. saying, you give me some of that Fathom Events. Look, uh, can I
0: get some of that theater, money?
1: Theater money. <laughs> well, at least give us
0: five stars and a positive comment. Yes. So if you liked that one shot on Batman The Killing Joke, seriously, subscribe. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes and share this with somebody. Another thing that we've been doing is on Twitter, we're asking you guys to at five people that you want to share this podcast with. So every time a new episode comes out, we're going to be asking you guys on Twitter um, to at five different people. Um, so you kind of do the the retweet, but the retweet where you can write in the post as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just at five people who you want to share the podcast with, and invite them to join the Junto.
1: I'd like to think of it as a challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we say, share the the Junto, share the episodes, share share the love. Uh, but I'd like to think of it as a challenge. Try try to share it with five people, at least five people. Yeah, more than five people. Yeah, if you got them. But... but
0: I mean, I mean, this comes out once a week.
1: Yeah. So think
0: of five new people. That you can invite to join the Junto. And they don't have... As you know, if you listen to the show, you don't have to know everything about comics, everything about the TV shows, everything about the news. You know, it's, it's made to be accessible for everybody. So we don't ask yeah. y'all for money. we don't ask y'all to pay for nothing. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what we do want you to do, we want to actually have a call to action every episode. Please...
1: At five people on Twitter. I want you to go to your favorite Magikarp Pokemon Go spot. Mm. I want you to shout, hey, can I get everybody's attention? Okay, I, I need five people to come over here and talk to me. Right. This is important. Yes. I know how to catch Mewtwo. Oh. And then you trick them. Because you don't, so be maybe like, you do. You'd be like, hit subscribe. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you just pull say, your phone out, hey, open hit- up the
0: podcast app. Wait, I'm confused. I thought <laughs> I to... Open up the app now and stop asking me so many questions. I just
1: don't understand how this is going to help me catch a Pokemon. Go
0: to search comic book junto. Trust me. <laughs> See the subscribe button? Hit it. They're like, this yeah. doesn't, and then you just walk away. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's just my suggestion. Maybe you have a different
0: way. Okay, of or you can just at five people on Twitter. Tell the people about Bear Fruit Yeah, so this podcast is brought to you by Bearfruit, Fruit Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand um, Very, very, very happy To help bring this podcast Come together, you can check out more information on them From Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat All the same thing, at Bearfruit Fruit B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T You can go to the um, bearfruit.com, Sign up for the newsletter, check out our store Check out our merch um, If you follow Bearfruit Fruit's story, there's an opportunity For you to get a special Discount mm. If you follow comic book Junto story on Instagram, mm. and if you follow my personal story at Octavius say Newman on Instagram. So there's a little kind of secret thing, but by the time you listen to this, as you know, Instagram stories is only 24 hours. So, but there's a special code that you're going to have to find. So follow bear fruit, check out the story. Um, but then also check out comic book Junto and uh, Octavius say Newman's story as well. So there's that in, in my life
1: I finished uncharted number 4. Yes, com- uh, uncharted 4? Yeah. And which I- I'm trying. I'm working. I'm putting hours into this game. Yeah. And I'm loving it. But I want to reach the end of the game and at the same time you're I close. do not want to reach the end it's of the so game. Much I, I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um,
0: I finished Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, wait, you're done? You done. finished it. Done. Okay, here's the And thing. victory my wife watched it with me now you don't understand why this is a victory <laughs> she actually finished something and i didn't have to wait for her oh. like this is a big deal that we've made it through eight episodes of something and we began it and we finished it uh-huh. and we both know what's going on yeah. and we both like saw it together like we watched some episodes out of order yeah. but ultimately she didn't bust in an episode four and go who's that yeah. what's going on yeah. why is she why is she like egos? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like... It's, sure. That it's, You know exactly. She knows what's going on. That was
1: awesome. Well, so, okay. Here's the thing. I've seen two episodes of Stranger Things. Yes. And I am enthralled. Oh, yeah. I'm on board. Everything about the show so far, I'm totally on board. Mm-hmm. However, Timmery and I have decided it is it's our show. You know, this is the Oof. show that we watch. Yeah. I res- I respect the law. Octavius? Yes, Octavius? Yeah. I respect the law. Okay. I'm a law-abiding man. Okay. But I'm like... Can he, we just can, struggling. Can we watch this tonight? Can <laughs> can can we just watch this tonight? This is tonight? why I don't wait for Alexis. Yeah. This so, is why I don't wait. If this is you know we 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 have two programs we watch together right now. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things, which is slow rolling, mm-hmm. and since it's on Netflix, it's not like we can schedule it out. Right. Where we could, but it would take extra effort. Right. Yes. And then the other one is the night of.
0: Oh, now I'm on episode. I just finished episode one. Now Alexis Ooh. and I watched episode one together as well. I can tell you I will not be waiting for her yes. for this. Because <laughs> every man for himself. Every man for himself on this one. Cause I watched that first episode. I was
1: like, yo. Hey, and that was that was like 70 minutes. That was a long mm-hmm. episode, but I was caught. She up. happened to
0: walk through the door. What's this? I said, sit down, babe. Mm-hmm. Sit down. And, and like you watched it at the same time as me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to actually finish this episode up and get back to it.
1: Did you listen to Serial when that was absolutely happening? Yeah, I, I feel very much as the I, I feel very much like uh, the night of seems to be capturing this entertainment this excitement that reminds me of cereal hmm. the, the some of the similarities the the murder that takes place where so all wait, of the hold on well okay wait, let's wait just put this wait, out wait, here wait right now let's just put this out here right just, now just let me just control get, me yourself just, adam let me just offer a synopsis of the show don't offer a synopsis no 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 show. no 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 the the advertisement for this show adam the advertise i'm i'm going full steam ahead octavius <laughs> don't do it. just you bleep me out Joe. <laughs> Joe, you listen to this you, right I'm now. I'm trying to save
0: you, Internet. Bleed me out, Joe. He's not listening. He's a wild
1: man. He's turning it green. It's a whodunit. Okay. It's a whodunit. All right. You're, not, you're good there. But it is very much capitalizing on the kind of mystery and excitement that I think we experience during Serial. Mm-hmm. NPR is Serial. And it's it's fabulous. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that I really enjoy about this show is the, the amount of time painstakingly they spend on the process. Hmm. It's not very glamorous. It's, it's one of, you know, we talked about this not too many episodes ago, you know, um, I think Jeremiah had written us in for a talk back, uh Thrasher TX, and he says, "You know, all this doom and gloom. How, how do you, how do you wash it off? How do you, how yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. how do you find some levity?" Right. Um, and the night of is is fantastic so far, but dang, can't watch this last thing I dang. before I go to bed. Yeah, that can't be the last thing I watch. No, you know,
0: because I I just can't go to bed on something like that. Yeah, and I've always been like that. Like I remember watching. Old office DVDs before I go to sleep just to have something funny on my spirit, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Great show, but I, Love I can't watch The Night Of.
1: Every today. Sunday night that's coming out, they just aired episode four this past Sunday. You haven't caught up quite yet, but episode four was unreal. I'm ready. And I'm I'm very happy about this show so far. It's terrific. Yeah,
0: so uh, hit us up and let us know what you think of Stranger Things and The Night Of. Without spoilers... But yeah, you can hit us up and let us know. We'd like to hear your thoughts on those shows. Let
1: us know about the uh, the, the marital principles of yeah, co- yeah. co-watching television. How do you do that with your significant other?
0: Are you yeah. like me when you're like, look, you're on your own? Or are you like Adam <laughs> where you're like, I <laughs> will wait for you? <laughs> Thing is, you know what? I'm going to tell you why. Relationship tell- is a sacrifice. I'm going to tell you why Alexis was able to finish this. Okay. Because she enjoyed it. She was into it. She had a day off. Yeah. And she just binged up to like episode two six. Yeah. So I came back and she was like, well, I'm on episode seven, eight or something. And I was like, oh, great. So I can just watch at my normal pace. Yeah. And we happen to be able to finish it up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if I had to wait for her, I'd still be on episode hey, hey, Let three me just put an appeal right out
1: here right now. Okay. Timory, I know you're listening. She doesn't, she doesn't listen. Thank you for she? the five stars and the positive comment, Timory. <laughs> Timory, I know you're listening. I just want to say well, I love you. And uh, second thing, can we please watch Stranger Things?
0: Please. That's good.
1: I'm on it's episode good. two. I'm hanging. <laughs> hanging. I'm how, a peacock. You gotta let me fly. How I make cool monster. I gotta know, right? But I'm I'm into it. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. All right. So we got
0: something that we're really, 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 really excited
1: about. Yeah. We, we we're baking something.
0: Yeah. And that is some New York Comic Con um, plans. Now, mm-hmm. um, we've talked on this show before about.
1: Trying to find tickets and all that cool stuff. <laughs> my my like big grand scheme to get a ticket because yeah. I,
0: I keep goofing. By it. the way, if anybody got a Saturday ticket <laughs> yeah. for Adam, like let us know, hit us up so Adam can. If you feel like, man, I got the Saturday ticket
1: and mm-hmm. I can't use it, seriously, I know somebody you could use it. It's your boy Jigga Man. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're going to Comic Con. Um, I've got a three day ticket. Adam's got a Friday and a. <laughs> would you just do you have just a, do you have a Sunday ticket? Not just He's got just a Friday ticket, so we're still trying to work that out. It's lit, right? Um, but besides that, we've got a panel that we submitted to New York Comic-Con. Yeah. And we are really, really, really excited about the possibility of being able to have Comic Book Junto at New York Comic-Con. It's yeah. really a possibility. Absolutely. And Adam and I put a lot of work together, uh, put a lot of work in. If you listen to um, the One Shot episode, you heard me reference when Adam's like, don't tell me how it's wrong. Tell me how to fix it. <laughs> well, what we were talking about was literally our submission for New York Comic-Con. So yeah. you guys are a family. You guys are all part of the Junto. And we wanted to share with you what we're submitting
1: um, and just kind of bring you guys in the loop. Yeah. And then beyond that, we, we want to invite you to help us out a little bit. But first, you know, Octavius and I, like, like you said, you know, we, we put our heads together. We, we turned out something that I'm, I'm proud of. I'm very proud and of. And in sharing this pitch, this pitch for a panel at Comic-Con, I've shared this with other people and and people have mentioned to me. Yeah, I, w- I would want to be a part of that. So we hope as we share this with you right now, comic book Junto listeners, you would share this with other people. We hope that you would want to be a part of something like this. Yes. And you got a minute right now, put your ear to your ear pod and I'm going to read the pitch. Right. If I may. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. We have a panel description is nice and brief. And this is how we're pitching this. Uh, I, I imagine this is kind of how it would be listed yeah. if it were on a website so or a program. This is my third
0: or fourth, I think it's is my third year of Comic-Con in a row. Uh, and what happens is you get this like program and, or there's an app that you can scroll through. You can see what's going on where yeah. you can kind of set up your experience. And there's this real short kind of blurb for each panel and, you, you know, just kind of explains what that is. So we're, this is what we're about to read first is
1: what you would read yeah. on your app. All right. This is our version. Where would my favorite superhero stand on Black Lives Matter? What if they reboot my favorite character into something I don't like? Geek culture can be used as a common lens and catalyst to challenge perspectives, provoke thought, and inspire creativity. Our panel invites speakers of diverse backgrounds to discuss current events using geek culture to promote positive, complex dialogue. Join us as we attempt to make sense of our world one panel at a time. Don't you want to go to that? It's lit. Straight up! Don't you want to go to that? Yeah
0: scoochie yeah i definitely
1: scoochie! want to, definitely
0: want to <laughs> this go this is that. exactly what new york comic con wants to hear are you guys gonna get on the mic and yell scoochie that
1: is correct sir. we noticed in your pitch you first of all you wasted a lot of words because you just put ad libs in, in between every sentence right like, sorry oh sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> don't you want this live
0: isn't this what you want
1: Oh man! Uh, What what do you think Should I share the additional details Is that worthy Uh, Yeah go for it Okay so we wanted to provide something for New York Comic Con staff uh, Something to give them an understanding of What our goals are A little background and context For people who are not familiar with comic book Uh, Junto You you dear listener That may not be you But Mm -hmm. this is for anyone who is not familiar with Octavius and I Not yet
0: Yeah because we're 40 episodes in But to a large majority of the world They're like what's a Junto
1: Yeah that's right so i goes go a little something like this. In 1727, Ben Franklin created the Junto, a group of friends drawn from diverse occupations and backgrounds, all sharing a spirit of inquiry and a desire to improve themselves and their community. In 2016, we have the power and responsibility to improve our communities using shared love and language of comics. Led by Adam Teteris, that's me, Adam Jigaman. It is. I'm I'm, I'm fix that up. And Octavius Newman, hosts of Philly-based podcast Comic Book Junto, a panel of culturally diverse speakers, will discuss current events using characters, narratives, tropes, and news from comics and geek culture. Panel speakers will be encouraged to interact with the live audience, that's you, listeners, mm-hmm. accepting questions and comments from attending fans. This panel allows NYCC to display and celebrate the bonding nature of geek culture and power of positive contribution through civil discourse in learning to practice and refine passionate dialogue over topics like would Captain America ally with Black Lives Matter? New York Comic Con shows the versatility and maturity of geek culture as a formidable art form and patronage, one that can and will further our world. Additionally, New York Comic Con's decision to host this panel illustrates an investment in empowered community contribution, as well as providing evidence that fans' voices carry value and significance. Frankly, the better we become in terms of sharing our opinions without hostility, the better we become as a relevant and important community. It's lit. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Yeah. And, and I think that would make for a really wonderful engagement. just fans together Mm -hmm. agreeing we can cast our aspersions aside. We can have conversations from our heart. We can open up our minds and we can be ready to listen to one another on yeah. perspectives and, and ideas that maybe we're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. I just think that's such a good thing. We can use comic books as a vessel to have important conversations to make one another, myself and each other better. Yeah, so what
0: we're hoping to have happen is that <clears throat> New York Comic Con picks up the panel um, and we're able to get some of the people that inspire us and that we admire to be able to get together, our diverse community, Um, Up on that panel Sit them down Have discussion And talk about Some of these topics And basically have The same thing That we've had For 40 episodes um, On iTunes And SoundCloud Google Play But have a live version of it And geek, Geek Central On the East Coast That's right And we need you guys To help us out In doing that Because We always talk about five stars in a positive comment. We always talk about subscribe, rate, review, share, and all that kind of stuff. Um, And we say that because you guys are extremely powerful. Your voice is powerful. Yeah. Gotta believe that New York Comic Con wants to put on a show that they think is going to serve their audience. Because it's for you, it's for us. Right. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to start a little campaign and we want you to help us. So <clears throat> we're going to use hashtag CBJ4NYCC. So number that's four. CBJ, the number four NYCC. And we want to ask if what we just read sounds good to you, whether you're going to be at New York Comic Con or not, we want to ask that you would tweet at NY underscore comic underscore con and say, we want Comic Book Junto sp- We want Comic Con Junto's panel to be featured at New York Comic Con 2016. And then
1: use that hashtag.
0: Use the hashtag CBJ for NYCC. That would really mean a lot to us. Yeah. Because this is really about us taking this platform and us taking this thing that we do here and sharing it with as many people as possible because... We think that what we're doing is fun. We think that what we're doing is good. But we also think that it's going to be beneficial the more people we're able to um, engage with it. And hopefully we can do something in a large public place like that. Yeah. That other we can connect with other like-minded people and go, hey, you guys can do this at home. You guys can do this in your neighborhoods, in your comic book shops, just from friends in general. or we can kind of facilitate and encourage this kind of comic book Junto that you can do other places and do it and even get other people involved um, to come and sit and talk with us as well. But it all starts with New York Comic Con actually saying, yeah, this is a good idea.
1: It's powerful to get together with people who care just as much about an art form, about a medium uh, as you do. It's powerful to have different people from different places come together and speak together. And also, going to get my dumb ass a ticket to Saturday.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I forgot about that part. I forgot about the fact that you might not be able to even go. No, you, oh, you, you didn't know. Yeah. yeah that's but that's I, not really what this is about. No. I mean, uh, this is really about trying to, trying to expand what we've done to, to make it into a live. Cause we want to create experiences, memories and shareable moments with come up with Junto. That's one of the things that's important to us. Um, And hopefully we can do that. So, again, tweet at NY ny underscore comic underscore con. Again, that's NY underscore comic underscore con. And say, um, please accept Comic Book Junto's panel for New York Comic Con 2016 and use hashtag CBJ, the number four, NYCC. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. That's right. Maybe they're so impressed with our, with our write-up that they're already saying yes, but maybe they're
1: teetering on the edge. Maybe they're like, man, ain't nobody
0: hear, hear nobody say scoochie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, they're objectively wrong mm-hmm. on that front. Wow. But yeah, I, I think we could use the... the yeah. The, the, and you the can even brethren. link this
0: episode because Fraternity. you know, they might be like, what the heck is the Junto? And, yeah. So you can link this episode from SoundCloud. You can put the hashtag and you can say, hey, we want this to happen. And again, you don't have to be going. If you think that this is something that other people would benefit from, let
1: people know. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get into the important stuff. Pokemon Go news. There we
0: go. Okay. All right. Let's get right into it. Breaking. So, breaking. A 19-year-old was reportedly trying to catch a Pokemon when he <laughs> lost control of his car crashed his vehicle into St. Uh, Francis Xavier's College around 7 p.m. Okay? Th- this person is trying to catch them all in their car and smashed into a school. Luckily, there was no students in there, but it was it like it, the car went into a classroom. That's right.
1: Yeah. Two things. One, this story is coming to us from comicbook.com. So they're, you know, they're, they're reporting on the things, news that matters. That's, that's what's up right now. So thank you, comicbook.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. And uh, five second cars. thing, I, am, I have I have just a, a brief criticism of this very, very important, vital Pokemon Go news. And when I say that, I mean like all Pokemon Go news. Stop telling me that someone was trying to catch a Pokemon. Start telling me what Pokemon it was. I uh, need to determine whether this was uh. worth Right. The journey, the accident. Right. Tell me, what was he trying to what catch? Was it, Magikarp? Was that the one you're talking about? If he, so help me God, if he was trying to catch a Magikarp. so help me God. <laughs> but tell me, I, 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 I need I, news that matters. Okay, I obviously don't know what a Magikarp is. <laughs> All I know is what, what, what Pikachu is. I'm upsetting the masses. I'm getting angry tweets from people who are telling me to stop. Saying, How dare you? Don't slander I, I will not. I will not compromise my beliefs. I'm just saying, journalists. If you're going to cover Pokemon Go, give yeah. me the details. That should be the first question, sir. We understand you crashed the car into a school.
0: What were you trying to catch, and did you catch it? What was it? What was it? I was I, I was trying to catch Magic car. <laughs> For shame! For shame! I I was trying to catch Punchy Rock.
1: <laughs> but look, we're happy. We're happy. This, this. What's up, Ray? Ray. We're happy. Everybody was safe. That's a very good thing. Uh, in an update that I think is is necessary. This is again a story that we're talking about. that has to do with playing Pokemon Go while driving. Pokemon Go was just updated. Stop doing it. The app was updated, and there. Internet. U-
0: listen to me. I bet I hear about God nobody. Who's comes from this this house, Yes, this family, this congregation no. may not be out there playing no Pokemon and crashing no cars into
1: nothing. No, no, no. Not from our tribe. Not from this tribe. We ain't gonna have it. Mm-mm. Okay? So act like you got some sense. But two important details. This update that just came out. One... When you boot the game, it gives you little messages that are referring to news articles like this one, uh, or alluding to it anyway. And the game, you boot it up, and it'll say, like, don't play Pokemon Go and drive. You, or another like one you. will say... That means you. Stop. <laughs> yeah. another I'm talking one talking to say, you. No, I don't, know you're driving. Don't, don't, don't trespass while playing Pokemon Go. So and now a, they're, and they're one, putting this one, in there. And another one, would Young Metro do this? <laughs> Yeah, oddly one med, of the odd, young one young of the messages, one of the messages when you boot the game up it just says don't play pokemon go. I'm like that's what contradictory. Why do you got to tell me that when I boot this game up? <laughs> like you know what? <laughs> Don't play. The second thing is uh, this update has actually made it more difficult to play the game when driving. So they're trying to take any incentive away from playing the game when you're in a moving vehicle. So there was a refresh rate on the game, like the refresh rate that allows Pokemon to generate around you, that sort of thing. And it was way faster when the game first came out. They made that refresh rate slower, which means if you're driving very quickly, you can't play. Nothing's popping up. You, you have no opportunity to see anything, to catch anything. They're trying. This company is trying to make a more safe experience. Props to Niantic. But damn, you created a mon- We didn't create a monster, really. We just tried. You catching- created a monster. You created a pocket monster. How you is make what cool you did. monster? <laughs> yes, what's up? This so once again, we know that you're coming here faithfully for your Pokemon go news as well as your Australian news.
0: Yeah. So check this out guys. So, There's a bunch of people in Australia that are claiming Jedi as their religion. Okay. Okay. You got me. So, (laughs) all right, it's me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So you might be like, okay, you know, you do whatever you want to do. I mean, you believe what you believe. And if you believe that the force is real and you believe in the dark side, that's your business. Well, interestingly enough, the people in Australia that have a problem with it are the atheist foundation. Okay. And, I'm reading this article and I'm like, what? Why is this a thing? What's like, the? What is the problem? Why is the problem? So basically, the Atheist Foundation is saying that this is what it says. The Atheist Foundation explains that the Jedi religion is classified as a not defined religion, rather than non religion. Okay. Signifying it's an actually established faith, the group worries. uh, The group worries. False census records will only make Australia seem more religious than it really is.
1: Uh, Hold up, question in the back. Me, just pick you, sir. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Why does that matter? Mind your business, atheist. I don't understand what the complaint is. Is the complaint like atheists? These particular atheists. These people. They just really care about accurate data. Or what is this?
0: Here's what I'm getting. What I'm getting is you're making it look like Australia is more religious than it is. Uh So, we, as atheists, they're saying, of course, we want the narrative to be these people believe there is no God. There is no faith. Okay, so, so it's, it's almost got, as
1: if it's diluting their right, presence. Right, so if
0: you Jokers are running around saying that you're...
1: Excuse me, it's not Jokers, it's Jedis. Pardon me. Yeah.
0: If you Jedis are running around Thank saying you. that you are... Well, let me get the technical term here. Um, jedi, jedi, jedian? Je, je, jedism? Jedism? Okay. jedism? Jediism? Yeah, sure. Jediism. Sure, sure. Then they're going to think that... Australia is more religious than it really is. And it's just like, you have the right to believe that there is no God. Mm -hmm. I have the right to believe that there is a God. Mm -hmm. And somebody else has the right to believe that Jedi is real. Sure, Mind your doggone business. Sure, sure. Like, let people believe what they want to believe. If you... Because believe it or not, atheism is a belief in and of itself. Yeah, of course. To say that I believe in nothing is stating your belief. Sure. So... Why are you, and if anything, it's kind of offensive mm. for you to go, oh, stop playing. Mm-hmm. Hold on a minute. I'm not telling you to stop playing. I'm not going, obviously there's a God. Look at the trees. Where'd they come from? Now, I'd be a jerk if I said that. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Obviously there's a God. You're created. Where'd you come from? The Big Bang? Okay, so who So who started the bang? Yeah. So I, I can't do that because I'd be rude. But if someone wants to believe in the forest, oh, oh come
1: now. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I would understand and be sympathetic to maybe a frustrated census worker, but only in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like when you, you're going door to door or you're collecting, I don't know how they take a census. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, let me give you, let me give you. Just, but like uh, if you're, if you're collecting this information is what I'm getting at. In the beginning, when the first person who says, uh, mark me down as Jedi, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. You're, go- you're goofing on sixth, me But if, fourth, a, if a lot of people are doing that Then I might be thinking uh, Maybe I need to observe this The now. poll revealed that 64,390
0: Australians Said Jedi was their
1: religion That that many Australians are bound By an energy field created by All living things known as The Force So, so
0: What like I don't know uh, That's what I'm saying Atheists like Live your life. Yeah. You don't believe that there's a God. Okay. Now, if you want to have a theological... Di- See, that's the thing. They're not trying to have a theological discussion. They're just going, stop saying you're a Jedi as a faith because it's not... You're not saying it, that you're not a religion. You're saying that you're a religion that we don't observe. And it's just like... That's just like saying, stop saying you're a Christian. Sure. Stop saying you're you're Muslim. Sure. And you can't do that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of offensive. Like yeah. You can't roll up and be like, well... We don't observe Jedi. Well, you don't observe, observe Jesus either, but you can't tell me... You don't observe Allah, but you can't... Well, Buddha, you can't run Man. up... You wouldn't dare run up and go, just say you you don't have religion.
1: Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. I, like, they, there's so many opportunities. Maybe years ago, I would have done this. There's so many opportunities for me to just play off of this, make a goof. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's funny, huh? Uh-huh. Like, you just let people do what they want to do. Don't be a Padawan about it. Hey! It, but, like, I... It, Honestly, my, my my motto recently, the life that I'm trying to live mm-hmm. revolves around the phrase, "Don't yuck anybody's yum." Hmm. I'm not trying to yuck your yum. If you're about that, be about that. Like if if you're goofing or not, I, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. And I know that's just that's just me being a zen master, but <laughs> I I'm just do we really need to get in a spat over this? Do, do y'all need to get stressed out over people deciding that they want to declare that they are Jedis? The only thing that I would say, like, can you just say that you're a Jedi? I thought like yeah, it was harder than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, no. you know,
0: like, I, I, I don't know that you have to like be, don't you have to be trained?
1: Yeah. Or I something don't
0: know. Like that. I don't know what the rules are. I'm being serious. Like I, I really don't know how does one go about this? Uh, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any kind of way. I'm actually ignorant
1: to it. You got to speak to your local Jedi. Yeah. Like somebody's you got to go to your, you. your
0: local Jedi congregation and go, are the doors of the congregation <laughs> open? Yeah, exactly. Or do I have to wait till Sunday? And or do be you like, guys congregate on Tuesdays? How that
1: depends. What did you think of episode one? Like, I liked <laughs> it. You're out.
0: You're no No, no. I mean, I, I,
1: I mean, Too late. <laughs> You said what you? That really depends. Believed. Does the saw have a beak? I mean, I think so. You're out. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are,
0: <clears throat> yeah, but there's that. That's funny. All right, a little bit of comic book news. Yes. I'm really really excited about The Walking
1: Dead. Big event coming up.
0: Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, the Whisper uh, whisperer whisper or whisperer whisperer war, whisperer war boy that is a mouthful yeah I thought, you can't really whisper that i was easily. like dang am i supposed to, am i, <laughs> I supposed to say whisperer whisper? whisperer yeah the whisperer war is the new six issue arc that's coming out from the walking dead okay i have read it um i didn't pick up today's issue yet because i didn't pick up any comics but we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. um but The six issues that come after this issue, they're going to have regular covers that are done by the regular illustrator, but then they're going to have um, a unique... Uh, an, another illustrator that's going to create this six
1: issue cover that creates this whole like big scene big scene which yeah. I'm,
0: I'm excited to collect those
1: variants I think they did that <coughs> for the All Out War arc and that was the last giant event that right, I read right but that wasn't that wasn't a different illustrator no it wasn't a, you're right mm-hmm. it wasn't a different illustrator but it's it's exciting it's I'm looking at the article in fact and I'm I'm, I'm loving the fact that uh, uh, comicbook.com did talk to Robert Kirkman about the event and they say Kirkman reports it's going to be great. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Well, you got anything
0: else? I was worried until you said that. Yeah, yeah. But now that you think it's going to be great, then cool.
1: No, but I I mean, it seems like from reading the book, we're we're about due. Are you are are you capable of summarizing what this is about? Do you have any idea what this is about without spoiling? Uh, I'm really not good at talking
0: about something without spoiling it. Okay. There's way too much that's gone on. If you've watched the TV show, if I explain anything, it's going to give away too much.
1: But my understanding is the whispers, the whisperers are a faction of some kind. A group. That's a great
0: way to put it and leave it. And that's it. That's a great way to put it there and they're a faction. Okay. But it's, I mean, if you're reading the book, you know, yeah. it's, it's about to go down. And you feel, you, you felt it from the issue before this one.
1: Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh you know, something that is decidedly not a whisper, in fact. No, not in fact. You got a little profanity. How about that? A little profanity. You know, we got a we got a, um, a comment from a listener not too long ago and said, I like comic book junto. I listen to it in my car and you y'all don't spit any profanity. So I can listen to it. And my kid can be in the back of the car and I can still enjoy the show. Yeah. I'm just giving you a heads up right now. Earmuffs. Earmuffs on this one. Three, two, one. It's your fault. <laughs> David Ayer, the director of Suicide Squad, which comes out this week, mm-hmm. uh, last night at a red carpet screening of Suicide Squad, got caught up in a chance. Somebody, a fan, somebody in the audience yeah. was, I think, just playing around uh-huh. and decided in the spirit of boosting DC in this DC movie, this fan yells, fuck Marvel. Yeah! And David Ayer is just like, yeah, fuck Marvel. And then everybody in <laughs> I the bet comic as soon book... as the
0: words left his mouth, he was like, oh, oh my no. lord. Oh no. Did I just say that out loud? Oh my oh. gosh, there's so many cameras. I think like oh. a like a cartoon
1: character, he tried to
0: chase he the He tries words, to like grab them. them back I, didn't, it was a, I was just caught him in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. We've all been there We've all said that thing Done that thing You're like As soon as
1: the words leave your mind You're like Oh I cannot believe I just said that Yep Yep And you know he, To his credit he, he was just Caught up in some energy Yeah He almost immediately Apologized and said I just I got caught up in a thing Yeah I shouldn't have said that I did not mean to besmirch Any of my fellow filmmakers That's not what this was about mm-hmm. And uh, to the credit of the, the, the folks at Marvel Like Joe Quesada he says, look, just give Ayer a break. Yeah. People on Twitter, fans, everybody's like, you know what? Screw off David Ayer. Sit on it. They- I'm not going to go watch the movie. Yeah. Hey, hey, did you guys get the
0: tickets? Yeah. You're definitely going to go see it.
1: So it's it's a funny story because it's one of those things could really I wish easily I was get out of hand. I wish I was that. I'd be like, oh, my. Oh, dang. Oh, my. You would have been Instagram storying that thing. I'd be like, yo, David Ayer, yo. <laughs> Listen, he
0: might say it again. Hold on. Let me turn the camera around, guys. <laughs> Check it out.
1: I just, I appreciate DC and Marvel war all the time. They, they compete over everything, over everything. Rebirth is coming out and Marvel's like hail Hydra and movies are coming out. And they're always going head to head. They're going toe to toe. So I appreciate just a, a moment of us saying, um, it's nothing. This means nothing. He just got caught up in a little thing. That's and I it.
0: appreciate that. You know, the directors and the producers were like, come on guys. Yeah. We're not like, oh, really? Oh, you got a problem? You know, like I appreciate that they were mature about it. And they
1: were like, all right, you know, we all have our moments. And I thought that was cool. But fans are upset. That's not the only thing the fans are upset about. Mm -hmm. Fans are upset at Suicide Squad's ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. In fact, Fans are so upset that one fan in particular created a petition on change.org to abolish Rotten Tomatoes because the scores for Suicide Squad were coming in and they were lower than these fans were hoping for. And a couple of things that I really enjoy here. The the leading statement on the change.org petition is this. We need this site to be shut down because it's critics always give the DC extended universe movies, unjust bad reviews Mm -hmm. like Batman V Superman, Dawn of justice or suicide squad. Mm -hmm. And that affects people's opinion. Even if it's a really great movie Mm. or (laughs) you can just not read them. Or you can just not read them. You see
0: how we do things over here at, the Blackout Congregation, excuse me, passing my napkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, we don't read reviews. Come on, somebody. See, some of you out there watching all the trailers and uh, 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 talking to all your friends and, 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 and reading all of these reviews. Uh, but see, some of you ought to just hold on a little bit. It's powerful. And see it with your own two eyes. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, see, that's your problem. Join. Join us, just the blackout for... congregation. The doors of the congregation are open.
1: Won't you come? For the listeners at home right now, Octavius just passed me a basket. What do you want me to put in this basket? I don't know what this Pass that basket is. around there. <laughs> okay, put, let me so just
0: pass it around there. Go ahead, so ahead and put a, five stars and positive Yeah, put the comment. five stars and
1: positive <laughs> comment in there. That's, you know what you're supposed to put in there. So a few things I want to address before this gets completely out of hand. First things first, the person who created this petition ended the petition. Quoting. They ended it? Yeah. They shut it down? Shut it down. Shut it down today. The person's name was Abdullah Coldwater. And Abdullah says... In fact, I started this petition to gather DC, DC fans to express our anger just for fun. I didn't mean it to be taken that serious. <laughs> after thinking, I found. Wait a minute. This, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Which wait is a minute. Dope. So wait, this, this is guy was it's joking. He's like, "My goodness, this has gotten out of hand." Yeah, and he says, "After thinking, I found this petition is you pointless, know what? See, it's pointless, and the only thing that it does is spreading a speech of hate and online fighting among supporters and object." Mm. Movies are something to enjoy, and the hate and the fight is opposite of enjoying. Hey. Now, here's what I love the most. Uh-huh. On that petition page, on Change.org, the person who made the petition rallied and then decided, you know, I'm stepping down from this. It got a little out of control. And there are comments on the petition page. And the first one is from a guy named Paul, and it says, I'm glad and I applaud you for at least realizing that this is silly and through no fault of your own has become ridiculous. The second one says, Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) the internet. The internet!
0: One guy's like, thank you. Other guy's like, stand your ground.
1: (laughs) Gave up, huh? But you know what? I think as incredible as this story is, I brought this up in Killing Joke our one-shot yesterday. Mm -hmm. Media influence is real. Social media influence is real. And you, as a fan, if you object to negative reviews and your hype and excitement is so high Mm -hmm. that it would really dog you to see other people speak low of the thing that you're excited about, you have to find a way to mitigate that problem for yourself. Yeah. For yourself. Stop reading them. Stop reading them. Join the Blackout Congregation. Like you got. We do need to some... make
0: blackout congregation shirts. I get. We have yeah. a lot of shirts that need to be made. Yeah, there really are. Hey, seriously, guys. Question: If I made comic book Junto t-shirts, would you guys buy them? Serious question. Tweet at me and let me know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. I'd actually do it. We, we're gonna we're gonna make a cool logo and stuff. Especially if we have this New York Comic Con thing come. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have some merch and stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let me know. It, let me know from all, from forty episodes. We have loads of jokes and inside comments that some of you get and some of you don't get. Like. How, in fact, do I make cool monsters? <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> that, uh, that, that little nugget comes from my one shot on Batman v Superman, in which I was perplexed right. by Lex Luthor's plans to create uh, uh, Doomsday. Yeah. in hey, hey, Krypton, Siri. <laughs> <series. laughs> I want to make cool monsters. Oh, you want to make? Okay, easy. I can't, after thinking, I find this petition is pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? I've created a monster. Oh, that's funny. Um, Not all DC fans are upset right now. Not everybody is riding in the streets. We've Mm -hmm. talked about this story before. Mm -hmm. And finally, the day has come upon us. The Batman Telltale game is out. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's great. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it, lo- it looks fun. It looks interesting. This is the one where you control Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yes. So you, you have an opportunity to live as Bruce Wayne, make decisions to either heighten or introduce or heighten violence or take a more diplomatic, resourceful approach. I'm, I'm throwing batarangs at everything. So the thing with the Telltale game, it's episodic. The first chapter is out right now. Mm-hmm. I believe there are four chapters total. And if you choose, you can buy a season pass for the whole, all of all four of them, and that's thirty bucks. It's on everything. That's what I'm going to get. I'm gonna it's get on everything. So you going to get it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get it. Maybe we can actually find a way to do one shot kind of join. Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> You're going to get a PS4, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Why do you say like that? It's just it's it is a PlayStation Four is expensive. I got a stack of Xbox One games just calling my name. Destiny, which is what I play with my, my boys, Destiny has new uh, content coming out really soon. And that usually means we schedule it like a TV show. I will get together with my boys with the same group every like Sunday or Tuesday or what have you, right? And we get together and we jam on that. So introducing a new system and a whole new library of games, it's, it's great because so much good stuff is now at my fingertips. But it's also like, dang, what a, that's a burden i don't know if i can yeah. do this i'm gonna turn into the great gatsby of, <laughs> of video games i just have a, a rack shelves on shelves on shelves of games that I, I haven't been able to touch
0: yeah well i was thinking what we could do is can't can we make like a gamer group
1: Game yeah line? yeah we can do a something comic like, Bojunto, like team or group or
0: something like yeah, that yeah 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 that'd be fun yeah. that'd be real fun so why don't you guys again tweet at us let us know if that's something you'd be into you got a lot of tweeting that you guys got, yeah, got to do. I was to say, maybe you want to schedule some of these. All right. Yeah. Just focus on New York Comic Con for now. That's right. All right. So, um, some Marvel news. Mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War is now going to be one single movie.
1: As opposed to being, we were saying it was going to be part one and part two.
0: Yeah, but from what I'm understanding, there's still two movies. They're just different names now, question mark. Interesting. So the Avengers Infinity War is going to be a single movie.
1: And then the second movie is what? We don't know exactly. But from
0: what I'm hearing, this is, you know, I could be dead wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing it's now kind of shifted into another Avengers title. Okay. You know? I wonder
1: what they would do. What do you think
0: they would do with that? I don't know, man. I mean, we're so far away. We we have so many things that are developing. We've got... Black Panther, we've got... Captain um, Marvel. Captain Marvel, Thor we've got... Dark,
1: dark Side of the Moon.
0: <laughs> Thor
1: uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, so we
0: got Thor and the Hulk there. Yeah. And then we also got Doctor Strange. Then we got Jessica Jones. And then we got Punisher. And then we've got Daredevil. And then we got Iron Ooh. Fist and Defenders. Dang. And like, in, from what we understood from the rumors we heard, that the Infinity War was supposed to have some crazy amount of characters in it, so you can only assume that... You know, we also got Spider-Man as well. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume right. 2. and they're all splintering out and then kind of weaving back in together, and I can assume that they're going to kind of weave in and out, weave in and out over yeah. the next... I mean, like, like they said, they're already talking out to 2021. Damn! So... You know, at least that's the horizon that
1: they've got. They got, we got nine movies in the next three years. You know what it'd be given the timing of this information right now, I know we're still far away from pre-production and actual production of this movie. Given the timing, I wonder will we see civil war two on the screens because captain America civil war was a smash. It killed and right now we're doing Civil War in the comic books. Civil War 2, I should say, in the comic books. And what? I think Infinity War were expected in like 2018. So we probably wouldn't expect another one until 2019 or 2020 or whatever. And I think they could get away with doing a sequel to the blockbuster smash Civil War. And maybe... Deal with some of the inhuman stuff. I mean, it, I'm There's just thinking like Ant-Man
0: the movie coming just too, the right? Just the timing of this. Uh, that's a good question. Ant Man and the Wasp or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ant Man and the Wasp.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That is happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what I'm really interested in seeing is the multiverse and how they bring that into Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because that, from if you know about Marvel, Marvel 616, Marvel Ultimate Universe, when you think, Multiple universe. That's the and in Marvel. What's the first thing you think of? Yeah, you think of how is Nick Fury black and Nick Fury is white? Mm-hmm. How is Spider Man Peter Parker? How is Spider Man Miles Morales? Yeah. How is you know we did? What's the first book we read? That first series,
1: Secret Wars. Secret th- where where the worlds smashed together? Yeah, that was Battle World, but it was Secret Wars. There Secret was, Wars. Secret Wars. You know
0: what I mean? So there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. We have really no idea. We've got Inhumans coming up. And there's, even after Civil War 2 we've got X, is it Avengers versus Inhumans or X-Men versus Inhumans? X-Men versus Inhumans. Yeah. So I mean, who knows what, what's even going on? So I think it's hard to call. Because, I mean, let's say they get Fantastic Four back. Yeah, that'll change everything. Let's say they get the X-Men back.
1: That'll change everything. And realistically, it's going to take a few years to get the Man-Thing property back as well. Oh, really? So I imagine it's going to take a little bit of time. It's hotly contested. Mm. You know, if you're ownership, if you have ownership of that franchise as a hot franchise. Yeah. It burns to the touch, in fact. And you, wait, you don't want to give that up so quickly. Was that a joke? Yeah. Was, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, and speaking on Marvel uh, movies, Marvel entertainment, and sequels coming out, Netflix has released a schedule for all of their future Marvel shows, which it's is exciting. exciting. Yeah. excited uh, on the tail end of seeing some of the teasers from Comic-Con now we have an understanding of when of the some of these things will land Luke Cage will premiere September 30th that's not far and not far at all no uh Iron Fist or wait uh Daredevil season 2 Iron Fist Defenders they're coming in 2017 uh Jessica Jones season 2 this is the first time that we're actually seeing mention of this. Uh, it's going to premiere back to back with the Defenders, which is interesting. And the Punisher is going to commence sometime after Jessica Jones Season 2. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so it seems like Jessica Jones Season 2, The
0: Punisher, and Daredevil Season 3 won't be put out until somewhere around 2018. Yeah. But it feels good <clears throat> to know that they have a plan for the street-level side tv side of marvel yeah i mean i'm really excited for all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and i think it's because you get more of it you know what i mean oh yeah big husky chunks of it and you get to sit there and binge on it i really really enjoy that having one movie is great but being able to have something that's a little more long form and you can come back and get another episode another episode
1: another episode it's just it's great I can't stop thinking about what they might do with Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones is a character that does not have a ton of action in comics outside of alias, which is wrapped and they're going to be doing a new alias. They're going to do a new Jessica Jones series. And she's popping up in a lot of Bendis's stories right now, but I I wonder what they will do for season two. If they're not going to be dealing with the purple man, uh, Kilgrave, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, not the only sequel that I'm excited for. Were you a fan of The Rocketeer? When I was a kid, I was. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't, re- I haven't re- revisited it. No, it holds up. It's, it's, it's iconic. It's cool. It's just a cool movie. And The Rocketeer, we just had an announcement this past week, is getting a sequel. Disney is doing a sequel. And that is exciting in its own right. I'm happy to return to that franchise. But the real news here is that the protagonist will be a black woman. Now that is interesting. That is interesting.
0: I'm interested to see where that
1: goes. Yeah, same here. The uh, original movie was set in 1938, and this movie is going to be set six years after the first movie. Um, the original movie follows The Rocketeer, Cliff's Accord. If you've read the comics, you know a little bit more about it. Uh, the comics are really great. Uh, one of my favorite most recent runs was from Mark Wade and Chris Samney. And those are the guys who were working on, presently working on... Black Widow. Black Widow. And prior to that, Daredevil. Devil. And they did a, a really short miniseries on the Rocketeer, which was mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, I'm excited to see this come back. I'm excited about the idea of having a new protagonist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some, some photos some video and seeing what the vibe is like. Because, I mean, I was a kid when that came out. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a ways away. That's great. That's good stuff. Now, on to this... <clears throat> yeah I think, look see, we're looking at our last story right now on our computers and, and we're just exhausted before we even get into
0: it I don't even know D- you go because do you have information on this because okay internet let me tell you what's going on <laughs> there's a movie coming out
1: called Great Wall as you're saying this everyone who listens to the show is rolling their eyes they're like damn it here we go called Great Wall here it comes and when you say
0: Great Wall, you're like, oh, you mean Great Wall of China? Like, yeah, that. Yeah, that. Starring
1: Matthew Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, what? What? So yeah. I
0: so I says to myself, I says, self, hold on. <sighs> Gather more information. Find out what's going on. What's the story about? You know, like I always say, listen, let them tell the story for us. Get, let's get an idea what's going on. Here.
1: Sure. So I'm going to let you take it from here. All right, a couple of things to point out uh, right off the bat. There's a piece on theatlantic.com, and the name of the piece is What is Matt Damon doing on top of the Great Wall? And it's about how people are very upset, justifiably so, about this story. And Matt Damon being in this movie. Again, another example, as we've visited before and will visit again, of whitewashing in Hollywood. Some context for the film. It's a monster movie, and it's a Chinese-made movie. The director of the film is Zhang Yimou. And you might know Zhang Yimou as an incredibly famous director from China who's done a ton of work that you and I, Octavius, probably have not seen. However, you might remember that director from the movie Hero. Jet Li. Yep. And also the movie House of Flying Daggers. Yep. Which was dope. Yep. Those movies were really cool. Martial <laughs> arts movies. Um, Z Zhang in House of Flying Daggers was so cool. Um, so it's a Chinese director. My understanding is it's being shot in China. And it's also one of the most expensive Chinese movies. It's... Uh, a budget of $135 million, it is is the most expensive Chinese film ever made. So a couple of these things I think are significant. So all of this leads me to ask, just one more time, Mm -hmm. what is Matt Damon doing here? First thing that came to my mind is, I I just don't don't get what he's doing. No, I have no idea. It doesn't make sense. It's especially nonsensical, given all of the conversations we've been having lately, not just comic book Junto, but just in general, the ghost in the shell movie with Scarlett Johansson, the conversation about the ancient one in Dr. Strange, your whitewashing in general, this is present. We are aware. A lot of people, even just, if, even just a little bit, a lot of people are woke to this, So how are we going to go through this right now with that trailer? And the thing that really bugs me out too is I would see this movie. I would totally see this movie because it looks dope and it looks like a movie from this director, one that I've come to love. Mm -hmm. And then Matt Damon, I just don't understand. Do we have a plot? Do we, do we know what the plot is? All I know is the, it's a, it's a Chinese epic movie in which they're telling it this like mystical version of why the Great Wall exists, mm-hmm. and the reason it exists is to defend their area from monsters—not Mongolians, but like dragons, monsters. Mm-hmm. It looks like big reptiles. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that looks dope, and it looks beautiful. The effects look cool. This is a movie that I know that I would enjoy, but Matt Damon, Matt, oh, Matt Damon. And the crazy thing is, and this is why I'm still kind of like.
0: I need more. Yeah. Because when you watch the trailer, a large majority of the people are Asian.
1: Yeah. All of them, it seems, except, except Matt for, Damon and uh, one other guy. Willem Dafoe is in it as well.
0: So I'm just kind of like, so where does Matt Damon fit in? I just don't, like, so let me say, let me put it this way. <clears throat> My question is always, why do I care? <laughs> yeah. Why do I care? Uh-huh. So the main character, the only thing that the trailer gave me is, he's white and he's Matt Damon. But, but th- it has to be a plot point it better be a plot point yeah. as to why everybody's Asian and the main character is a white guy. I just don't know. It, it better be a plot. You, and you, he is the you, only one to You speak. have to address that. Like, you can't not address that. You can't not talk about that. You can't act like that's
1: normal. And in the, in the trailer, he's the only one who has lines. He's the only one to speak in the trailer. And his, I think, is the only name that appears in the trailer, but for the credit sequence at the end, after they've shown the title. And look, I understand that most people are not familiar with basically all of the other actors and actresses and and, and talent of this film, of, of Chinese descent. I get that, but it doesn't mean that they're not there. And what is Matt Damon doing here? I have an inkling of an idea. Just an inkling, just something, kind of a clue, even though I don't have a full picture. Okay. The screenplay of this movie is being written by Tony Gilroy. Oh, okay. Tony Gilroy might sound familiar as the man who wrote all but the most recent of the Bourne movies. Hmm. All of the Jason Bourne Johns, Tony Gilroy. Hmm. So he is the person who is doing the screenplay for this movie, or I should say, has already done the screenplay for this movie. Why, why, why does he always have to put Matt Damon in his flicks? Matt Damon can be Jason Bourne, who, by the way, controversial opinion alert, is just a boring version of James Bond.
0: I saw the last movie. I have to agree.
1: Yeah, that's just how I feel. This is how I feel. But I, it seems like there's a little bit of cronyism. Like Tony Gerwaray does this, and he's like, "Oh, I'm always put Damon in my movies. So why don't I just, I'll put him in this one too?" And this, I know that we are going to get this very soon if it hasn't already happened. That bullshit excuse, well, we have to put a white guy in there so we can get funding, so we can get money, so it'll get greenlit. But I that doesn't hold water for me. I'm trying I'm trying to say
0: okay, let me get a, a plot synopsis or something. Like cuz I don't have one. Do we find anything? Do we find out what the plot of this movie
1: is? Can we look up on IMDb real quick and figure out Yeah, I'm just I'm going to go ahead and uh, see what I can find in terms of a synopsis of the movie right now. And I am Googling this. First and foremost, <laughs> it's just a lot of people who are really upset, understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I just need to know what this movie is about.
0: Because from the trailer, I didn't get enough. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt to explain to me why the main character is a white guy yeah. in the Great Wall when everyone else is Asian. So I'm trying to reserve my response until I get... You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like if you tell me the plot, I'm still probably not going to like it. But I at least want to do my part and kind of follow my own rules and going, OK, let
1: me at least find out
0: what's going on before I get upset.
1: Yeah, sure, 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 sure. OK, uh, here's all I can possibly give you right now. The The movie is set in the northern Song dynasty. So that's relating to the era of, of Chinese history. And the story is about mysteries revolving around the Great Wall of China. The movie is a loose adaptation of the great wall of China by Franz Kafka as an allegory to the European isolationism and exclusion in spite of taking place in China during the song dynasty. It, I still got nothing. I have nothing from that. Um, that's nothing for me. There are monsters in this movie and it looks like a big old war movie. It, it looks like a special effects palooza, you know? Like one, one of those just, we animated everything in special effects, crazy time, let's go, go, go. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of the hell was uh, the, the Keanu Reeves movie from last year or two years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, 27, 27 Samurai? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it looks something, it's, it's like a 27 Ronin, 27 Ronin. So we have this like mythical retelling of a, a period of time and also this white person. All right. Well, I'm mad. I'm just, I'm mad and I'm frustrated as usual. And the thing that really gets me more than anything is confusion. How do we have this right now? How do we have this right now? You got some splaining to do. Yeah, you got you got to give me more than this. So
0: uh, I just need more information. I need more information because as of right now, I'm just frustrated and I don't really have anything else to say about it. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Of, I'm just, you know, it's like, this is the same thing. It's the same. I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Y'all just going to keep doing this over and over again. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. And Almost like killing joke. It's like, do you think that I don't see what you're doing? Yeah. You think we're just going to, like, you're, you're, you're pulling over a fast one on us? Right. Like, we see what you're doing. So, you're not, and now you're not even trying. No. You're just going to put the, like, the white guy smack dab in the middle of China now? As if he's the hero of the whole and, thing. And, and if this is, and if I swear, if this, if this is like white savior... Yeah, you know, we need the white guy to come in and be like the hero to save the the Asian people.
1: Is there anything that would surprise you <clears throat> if they were to do something in this movie?
0: No, it, it it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, even if you look at the the trailer, you have this white guy's face staring off. I mean, not the trailer. I mean the poster. Yeah, it says Matt Damon, the Great Wall. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's not really telling me anything. And that's the only thing that's kind of, I'm kind of like I said, I'm trying, kind of holding my emotions at bay because I don't have enough information. You
1: know, wh- what if we're being punked? Okay. What if we're being punked? And this whole thing turns out, you go into the movie and everybody's so pissed. We're so mad about it. And you go into it, Matt Damon gets eaten it's by a dragon. It's a Hill Hadro situation. He gets eaten by a dragon in the first three minutes. And then all the other Chinese characters are like, who was that guy? honestly how did he get here even and then they just carry on with the regular movie right Um, that's just about the only thing that could make me rally behind this because right now I'm just I'm, I'm confounded it's so tone deaf I am confounded I don't get it Nah. Well, that's it for our news. That's our news. I'm sick of talking about this. Yeah. Let, let's get into something maybe a little more positive. Uh, this is one of my favorite sections, segments of the show, the talkback segment. Uh, this is our opportunity to talk with you, to you. If you've hit us up on Twitter or sent us an email, you have questions for us, you have comments, you want to know something about Octavius or I, or, or get some insight or some advice, um, this is the time for you. You can hit us up on Twitter. If you have a question, use the hashtag. Ask CBJ, or you can send an email to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com, B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. That's right. And we have an email right now, and this is uh, a returning listener, and I'm very excited to have this person uh, in our talkback section one more time. So I'm just going to go ahead and start with the email from our friend, Back Porch Mike. What up, Mike? Fellas, it's Back Porch Mike. You guys read one of my emails on the podcast a few weeks back and I'm back with another one. He says he, he he was trying to say, he he was saying that in the DJ Khaled voice, another one. So that's important. I'll jump right in. I like that. (laughs) So (laughs) I like that. So I'm reading Batman along with you guys and I'm just stunned at the love this dude has for his city. Expanding out a bit. Gotham and Gotham girl also seem to really love the place they live. Batman issue three seemed to really want to emphasize the point with all the talk about smoke and piss. I'm reading Flash as well, and that guy is always talking about Central City and what makes it tick. Obviously, these aren't real characters, but it got me thinking about the connection between people and the places they live. You guys seem to really be plugged into Philly and both seem to love living there. I could hear the pride in your voices when you made it on the cover of Philadelphia Weekly. And you guys seem to take pride in the Philadelphia creative community, slang, and culture. Yeah, we love that, John. Show enough. Which leads to my problem. I use quotes because there are much bigger problems in this world, especially right now. But nonetheless, I just don't love my city. And I'm strongly considering moving. I moved back to my hometown after college, and I took a job with a major employer here. It's a nice place to live. It's super affordable, conservative, and extremely, I don't know, suburban. It's an insurance town, and everybody is always playing it safe, not ruffling feathers, eating at Applebee's, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. So I'm laughing because I went to Applebee's like two weeks ago. shameful. That's my my, secret shame. There's there's grace for you. (laughs) So finally, to my question, in our real lives, quote unquote, should we aspire to love the city we live in? And do you need to love your city in order to really want to invest in it and make it better? I doubt there's a black and white answer, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Bless up, Back Porch Mike. Yeah. He also says the new Baxter Tea is dope. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you start with this one. I like this. Well, first of all, uh, the, the allusions and references to Batman. Um, Batman is one of our books of the week that we've been running for a little while. It's one of our books of the week today. Batman number four, that that book that Tom King is writing. So if you got lost on that, if you haven't been following along with Books of the Week, the, there's a lot of talk of the relationship between Batman and his city, Gotham. There always is, but that seems to be a primary focus right now in Tom King's arc. So there's that. I love this question because the life that I live, the work that I do, the career that I have is absolutely not coincidental in that it's a part of Philadelphia. It contributes to Philadelphia. It is no accident that the business that I'm a part of, uh, the co-working community, Indy Hall, is a part of Philadelphia. This is a, a space for Philadelphia. This is a space for Philadelphians, people who want to learn about this city, who want to give back to the city, who want to enjoy this city. And the purpose of my work, th- this is you know something that I don't talk about in great detail in comic book Junto. it's, it's hardly relevant when we're having conversations, but I think now it is the purpose of my work the work that I love and the life that I live is to make this city the best place possible to live and to work because I live in it and I work in it and to do anything under that lower than that would do a disservice to my own life Mm -hmm. and the people that I live with and share my, my life with. And in my mind, having pride in your, your city doesn't have to come from this this automatic like hereditary loyalty right this is just where I'm hereditary at. Hereditary loyalty. Yeah, right. Like, you know, you're born in a place and you're like, yes, I need to be the champion for this place mm-hmm. because this is where I am from. And Philadelphia very much has that, right? We, we have people, we have sports fans that everybody likes to dog. Everybody likes to talk about our sports fans because they have hereditary loyalty. They were born into this place. They're a part of this place. It is in their blood. Yeah. And they got to protect it. It it doesn't necessarily work like that. You you can't just love a place as this giant abstract concept. You have to love something little about it. You have to find something really important mm-hmm. in it. It could be a single person, it could be a single business, it could be a place where you stop to read. It could be a place where you ride your bike. It could be the way it smells, it could be the way it sounds. All of those things are significant experiences for where you live. Yeah. And those things I think collect and they they make you want to take care of your city. They make you want to take care of the, the people that you share your city with. But you don't just decide I'm going to love this whole thing. You don't have to say just because I love here, I've, I've got to be the, the the guardian of this place. Right. Sometimes you got to move around. You know, sometimes a a place has to vibe with you and sometimes you need to open up for a place, but you got to move around to have an appreciation for where you are. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you said, Mike, that you were not in, you were not in your home for a little while and you just moved back. You moved back to your hometown after college. You know, I, I grew up in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia, uh, in this little town called Schwanksville. I've actually heard of that. Isn't there a parade in Schwanksville all the time? Schwanksville is the home of the Philadelphia Folk Festival, which is the longest running music festival in the United States. Mm-hmm. And the sh- like Schwanksville is not notable. Schwanksville is home to a, a gigantic prison and it's close to a gigantic power Called plant. Called Arkham. <laughs> Called Arkham. Yeah, exactly. So I was born in Schwanksville, but I'm not necessarily the person who's going to live and die for Schwanksville. My folks live there and I will, I will visit that place, but I needed to find a place that resonated with me, with the, with the place that I am, uh, where I am in my life and the way that I feel. There are certain things that fulfill me in Philadelphia, the density of Philadelphia, the, the ease of being able to find people, being able to ride my bike or walk somewhere, as opposed to having to be a car owner and drive some places. All of these are collecting into things that I love about my place. And so I decide I love my place. I love where I am. So I'm going to work to make it even better. And that was my decision. But I had to leave Philadelphia a couple of times to realize how much I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think Philadelphia for me, and you tell me what you think, Octavius, I think Philly is, is, is a boomerang city. You, when you leave, a lot of people come back, you leave and you get a little perspective and you think, okay, I, I, I see what Portland is about. Mm-hmm. I see what Austin is about, mm-hmm. but I got to go back home. And then I take a little bit of that experience when I was traveling and I think there's this thing that they do in Austin. I want to see more of that. I want to see more food carts. I want to see more nature. I want to find out how I can access some of those things in my home, the place that I love. And I can celebrate those with other people who want that too. Yeah. But loving your city is about loving your community. That's it. That's all. And maybe you need to look around a little bit and explore for that community, it might not just be under your nose, but odds are there are other people who feel the same way with you, maybe frustrated or stuck. And those people would probably be feeling like, I mean, they need somebody to talk to about this stuff too. And that's the beginning of a community. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of things that are complicated about this. And it's, it's one of the reasons why I think it bums me out that Philly doesn't have a superhero. Like I was so stoked when Venom lived in Philadelphia. Not because Venom is my favorite of the Marvel universe, but because I just want us to be represented so badly. Philadelphia, and I'm, I'm saying this straight up, Philly, in, in my opinion, is the greatest city on the planet. I love this city so much. And I know there are a lot of people who live in Philly who don't feel that way, but I do. And I wanna see the things that I love also love this city. And there are creators. In this city, John Arcudi, uh, who's writing Rumble for Image, mm-hmm. he lives in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Cullen Bunn who was writing Venom. He's from Philly. Yeah. Uh Dwayne Swzinski, who wrote a lot for DC and he wrote Godzilla for IDW. He's from Philly, although he just moved. We miss you, Dwayne. Um, you know, there's so many people who are here and talented, and I just want to see depictions of this thing that I love. I I totally feel you, Mike. I totally feel you. You don't need to feel bad on that, but maybe you got the travel bug. You know, maybe, maybe you just got to like move around and find some stuff. Just just, I'm not saying you need to leave your home. Mm -hmm. I'm saying maybe the thing that's necessary is some perspective Mm -hmm. frame of reference, because there might be something under your nose that you don't even understand quite yet. Maybe you take for granted, but it would be shook out by visiting other places. I mean, you're from Philadelphia. Yeah. Has your feeling... Toward the city changed over your lifespan? Has it always been the same? Where is it now? Uh, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things that I think
0: about when I, when I hear this email is rules. Okay. And it sounds very like black and white. Do I have to like my city? Well, the answer to that question is no. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to like chocolate. You don't have to like anything. You know what I mean? There's there's no rule that says you have to like where you live. You don't have to like where you're from. You don't have to like your family members. No. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. have to. So I hear almost like this, um, almost what sounds like responsibility. Do I have a responsibility? Yeah. The thing about Batman and Gotham is... Um, Batman has conviction for, for, for Gotham. He's convicted. Mm-hmm. Like, there is something internally that draws him, pulls him, drives him
1: towards Gotham. Mm-hmm. He has a heart for Gotham. Do you think Batman <laughs> thinks Gotham is innately good?
0: Uh, do I think that he thinks that Gotham is innately good? No, I don't think so. I think Gotham, is, I think Batman's very in tune with how bad Gotham is. Yeah. And I don't think that that's it being good as a prerequisite for him. Yeah. That's how conviction works. Mm-hmm. Conviction is not necessarily something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. It's something that you are driven to do. It's, yeah. it, conviction is very, cl- can be close to guilt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it can be in the same vein. Conviction can be a scenario where it's like, man, I don't even really want to do this, but I feel like if I don't do it, it's wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah <clears throat> and, I and I don't. And I think that that's something that's really important when it comes to thinking about your life and thinking about what you do and don't do. Conviction is really, really important. Like one of the things, one of the reasons why I knew that I was going to decide to marry my wife is because I was convicted to take care of her, to serve her, to be there for her. There was something in me that overrode and said, but I want to see her do well. I want to see her thrive. Mm. I want to see her blossom and bloom and flourish. Mm. You know, and to want to go do something else is almost like I can't like I'm I'm so drawn to her that I it's like her doing well. That's one thing. But I want to be the catalyst. I want to actively participate in making that happen. Does that make sense? Back porch, Mike, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I mean by conviction. There's something in me that goes, I want to do this For better or for worse, Mm. for good or for bad, in sickness and in health, I choose you. You know what I mean? part, Right. And part of that is emotional, but part of it goes beyond, I like this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And if you don't feel that towards where you live, there's no pressure. No. Any more than there's a pressure for you to feel that for a girl or a guy or a car or a house. or Like, if you don't like the house you live in, you move. Yeah. You know, if you don't like the car you got, you trade it in, you get a different one. If you want to try something else, don't be afraid to go try something. And if you find that you don't like it anymore, if God gives you the resources and the opportunities to be able to change it, change it. But if there's, if you feel guilty, I'd say, well, why do you feel guilty? Yeah. Now, if you feel conviction, I would say do not ignore conviction. But if you feel like, well, I'm not allowed I don't think that that's
1: actually a thing. I also think frame is that, of... You get what I'm saying? I do. I do. And, I, and I, I'll add to that. I, I think frame of reference is important to consider. I, I wasn't always pa- as passionate about my city as I am now. I wasn't always as plugged in. My priorities have changed over time. And for a long while, I was hustling hard and my I had like tunnel vision. You know, I'm, I'm just working on some certain goal and this is what I'm working on. And I didn't give myself an opportunity to look around me and say, you know what I got to do? I need to nurture, foster and nurture a community in Philadelphia. And that was not wrong by any means. It was just representative of where I was at a time and here's where I am now. And maybe at some point in time, I'll take a step back, Yeah, you know, and that's cool too. That's cool. And I won't ever feel bad about those things Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just trying to be happy. I'm trying to live a fulfilled, happy life. And I want to see the people around me live that as well. And that's it. It's just my love for my city happens to be one of the ways that I chase that. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of the ways that I chase that. It it doesn't have to be anything else. But the the thing that's interesting about comics is we see characters with strong relationships to their city. I mean, he mentions the Flash and Central City. Yeah. And then Batman and Gotham. Look at Peter Parker. He's always talking about New York. Mm -hmm. You think it's a mistake that they put those uh, like cityscapes and those splash pages like that. No, like Peter Parker is a part of New York. And I think
0: that that really plays a part into when we look at these characters and why they do what they do. They do what they do out of conviction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's duty, but it's like, you know what a bond servant is? Tell me more A bond servant is a, is a slave that is willing Okay it will, A slave that willingly attaches themselves to a thing Okay Does that make sense? Sure to, to a master, so to speak Sure So it's not like I'm chained up around my neck and chained up around my arms And I, I want to get away, but I can't mm. It's like, I want to be here I want to serve here. I choose this place. Mm-hmm. I want to come up underneath and I want to be a part of this thing. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And in fact, I'm thinking of uh um oh gosh, what is the name of Doctor Strange's uh, Doctor Strange's servant. Um oh, damn it. Of course, I can't think of it right now. But Doctor Strange has somebody who works with him all the time and takes care of the mm-hmm. uh the 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 his his pad like mm-hmm. it's it, he's bound to it. I Damn just it.
0: looked it up in in Roman times. The term bond servant or slave could refer to someone who voluntarily served others, but is usually referred to one who is held in uh, a. One second in a permanent.
1: All right, it's too it's too far gone. Okay, well, I was but thinking anyway. of I was thinking of the character Wong. And mm-hmm. Wong is a guardian, servant to Doctor Strange, and a guardian of the the, the sanctum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel like what you're describing reminds me of of Wong. And Wong is duty bound to this place, takes yeah. care of this place. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and, and I mean, I'm not saying that that's what we're dealing with, but if that's the definition, you can kind of look at look at Batman as a you know, voluntary servant of Gotham. Mm. It's not like, I wish I could leave, but I can't. It's like, I want to be here and I want to give my life for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that convictions are something that's really important for you to spend some time thinking about what are my convictions? Because there's nothing wrong with someone who says, I want to pursue this thing and my convictions lead me to be transient.
1: Yeah. They don't have to look like one thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be Batman. You can be star Lord.
0: Yeah. You can, you can be, you can be
1: Kirk. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To, to be in the ship and travel to new places and destiny. your whole thing is to travel. That's the To thing. find new stuff. Like, that's your point. You being stationary would be going against your convictions. Mm-hmm. There are people who are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would love to be able to go around with Adam and do Comic Book Junto live, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I... And married and I have a child at home and my child needs their father. Your convictions change. My convictions are going to be different now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Verses, like if I'm a single person versus being a married person, if I'm a father versus uh, not being a father, if I'm, you know, and also I've always always thought about when I leave Philadelphia. And I think one of my things is it would have to add value to my life in a way that 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 tips the scales that goes, oh, leaving is worth it to me. Yeah. Because
1: just going somewhere else just to go, I don't. That doesn't do anything. For and, me. and some people do have that thing. It's, uh, a friend of mine right now, he's he's hiking. I think in Wyoming. You know, he's just like peace. Put all my stuff in a backpack. And I'm for just that dude,
0: if that dude staying staying in in Philly and having a job, paying hundred thousand dollars, that might sound great to you. But to him, he might be like, man,
1: but I feel like I'm wasting my life. Yeah, exactly. So to say that you have any responsibility or obligation to where you live, to be a champion of that thing, you have no obligation to wear your convictions like that. My thing is to be true and real. Be trill, Trillium. Mm -hmm.
0: That's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. Backpush, Mike. Be true and real. Don't be fake. Don't feel, don't, don't conjure up conviction because other people have it. Yeah. Be real. If you don't give a crap about where you're at, then you don't give a crap about where you're at. This is where you are. Yeah. Be self-aware. I honestly... Listen, my wife tells me all the time. Like, my wife is great at, oh, really? Wow. Oh, w- w- really? She's a Oh, my goodness.
1: is a master of positive reinforcement. That is not me. Yeah. I do not care.
0: <laughs> and I'll just be quiet. I'll just be silent. You know what I mean? And that's something I got to work on because I, I just, I'm just not that... I don't just kind of conjure up fake emotions. If I'm happy, I'm really happy. If I'm sad, I'm really sad. If I'm upset, I'm really upset. Yeah. I'm not, if everybody else is angry, I'm not going to just go, are we, are we angry? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're angry? Okay, I'm, yeah, 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 we're angry. I'm like, why are we angry? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You're not even making any sense for you to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in this podcast all the time. So be true and be real. Take some time. Do some self-assessment and i And I want to encourage you to 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 pursue self awareness into what are my convictions, yeah, what is driving me? what are the things that I feel bound to? What do I feel like if I did this, if I didn't do this, I feel like I'm wrong, and if I do this, I feel like i'm I'm really moving in the direction of where I'm supposed to be going, and that might not happen. Right now, yeah, you might want to have some conversations with some people. I was talking to a guy today, and he said, "Go to someone and say, ask them, what am I good at? Yeah, how have I added value to your life? Mm -hmm. Where do people that know you well talk to them? Because sometimes you got to get out of your own head. You know, you got to get on your own head and hear some perspective from other people. So that's what I have to say. I I think that's really good. Real,
1: yeah. Yo, be trill. Absorb trillium." She spread trillium. Spread trillium. Mm-hmm. That's another T-shirt. I spread trillium. Uh, and, and to have a question like this, I think is is a, it seems appropriate at a certain age to wonder these sorts of things, like what am I supposed to be doing? How, 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 how do I make cool monster? Right. And like back porch, Mike, you're supposed to be doing whatever you think you're supposed to be doing and you shouldn't be influenced uh, or ordered around by anybody else. And it's good to have insights and and figures to, to look to and to think about, but you you gotta be trill. You have to be you. And I want to encourage you
0: to be kind to yourself. Yeah, give be, yourself be grace. Be gracious to yourself. Mm. Be merciful to yourself. If you don't know, don't, don't put all this crazy pressure on yourself. This is hard. Yeah. This is one of the things that I tell people all the time. That sounds about right, bro. Hear it from us at Kamapok Junto. You sound normal. Yeah. You yeah. sound normal. <laughs> yeah. You sound like all of us on the right day slash wrong day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we all have these moments where you're like, am I? Is she really the one? Mm-hmm. Is he really the one? You know what I mean? Is Should this where I? I'm supposed to Am be? I, is this the job and it might change. Yeah. You might come across something See, look, I had an epiphany recently 4 days ago and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, have I been doing this wrong this whole time?" Or wait, and I, I recognized that I was doing something for like over a decade and I didn't even realize I was doing it. I had skills that I didn't even recognize I had.
1: And I think that's that absolutely speaks to the power of being able to gain perspective from other places. You, you gain perspective from another person. Yes. Somebody had to say, Octavius, these are the things that you've been doing. This right. is it. Take a step back. You can't see the forest from the trees because mm-hmm. th- you're just doing what you do. Right. Take a step back and take stock of it. Yeah. And sometimes I think gaining perspective looks like traveling elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like...
0: Sometimes it like sitting still.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're moving too much. Absolutely. But no, no, no two people have the exact same way of, of sorting those things out, those, those epiphanies out. But yeah. uh, but we hope you find your convictions. We hope you take time to think on what, what moves you, what drives you, what's important to you. And uh, I would love to know what you come up with, when you come up with that. And look, Back Porch Mike, that could be next week, that could be next year. Mm-hmm. You got to take time on that. But
0: all I want to say is the journey is the destination, my friend. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? I wish you could respond to me, but you can. But, or you can via Twitter, but does that make sense? The journey is the destination. You're, you're not going to have this day where you go, got it, done. You're never going to be done while you are on this earth. That happens elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But while you're here, you're still working. So you're going to have something revealed and revealed and revealed, and you're going to see another layer and another layer, but it's all about who you're becoming in the process. Mike slash internet It's who you're becoming in the process. You're never going to just be done. Like, don't be surprised if life keeps getting revealed to you second by minute, by hour, by day, by week, by month, by year, by decade, Yeah, like, That's how it works. We're constantly learning and growing and developing. So be kind to yourself and remember this moment right now when you have that youngin who comes through and you're like, I remember when I was going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Be there for him or her. Mm -hmm. Encourage him or her. Lift that person up and tell him it's okay. I remember that. I was there. You're normal. It's okay. You're in a good place. Because the thing is, you're trying to figure it out. And I think that that's honorable. So I want to encourage you. um, And I want to say thank you for even asking us. Because Mm -hmm. it's an honor that you guys involve us in your lives. And you even sit here and listen to us talk about this. Because, you know what I mean?
1: like. No, absolutely. Who are high we? I honor. You know? Yeah.
0: But I think we just talked up about four questions worth of uh That's probably true. So
1: let's let's let go on to the books. Of you the week. you said the words bound to and, and drones in the house has been stuck in my mind <laughs> since that moment. Watch your mouth. Yeah. I can't stop. I know you're tired. I can't stop with bound to. I know. Yeah. Oh, we should get with into our somebody pool to love. Somebody. Uh Uh-huh, honey. All right, pool list. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, Hey, what's your pool list looking like, Octave? My pool list is looking like
0: (laughs) air. So uh, I came out, got on the motorcycle, rode to Brave New Worlds, walked in the comic book store, and I patted my
1: pockets. No wallet. Dang. Goodness gracious. I hate that day. I hate that day. No. First thing I think is, did I lose this? Please. So I had to I had to replay my day
0: in my mind. I don't know if you guys do like I do. I can like rewind time in my head and I can like almost scan the room to see where I put something. So I went to the last place I saw my wallet in my brain and I just kind of like played the video
1: forward the mental video and you I, told me that your ability is you can you can quickly catch things with your foot that's one what, ability that how, how, why would you shy away from being able to have this incredible memory vision you don't have this um, i don't know if i have this my wife tells me that i'm weird and everybody can't do that she's right
0: cuz i can actually you can't do that you can't go okay let me it's it's almost like a movie in my head i can <laughs> Go back to that point and like go forward, go backwards, kind of look
1: around the room in my mind. What? You can't do that? If if my, oh my God, if I had the ability to watch my memories like it was a movie, I would just be, it's, it's something I would be happen. so deeply embarrassed. <laughs> I would think, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Oh awkward. man. Why did I do that? <laughs> Why keep doing that? <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's like snapshots. So yeah, I uh, left my wallet, so I don't have any
1: comics. But um, anyway, those sound great. Uh, I picked (laughs) up (laughs) this is my pull list for uh, today. I picked up one of our books of the week, Batman number four. Also picked up another book of the week, Kill or Be Killed number one. We're going to get into those two shortly. Uh, I had a little catch up work to do. I, I forgot to pick this one up when it came out a few weeks back. So I picked up Paper Girls seven and Paper Girls eight, which came out today. And last, Superman Issue 4, which I'm really excited to get into Superman. I love the covers of these Superman books. They're so bright, vibrant. There's a lot happening in this. Uh, but as I mentioned, our books of the week for this week are Batman Issue 4 and Kill or Be Killed, which is a brand new series coming to us from Image, from Brubaker, Sean Phillips, uh, Elizabeth Bretweiser, all stars.
0: And I read both of them. Thank you to Adam for letting me borrow them. That's what's up. We did like we did back in the day when we were kids, borrow your friend's comics, and I enjoyed both of them thoroughly. Where do you want to begin? Where, let's, where start, do...
1: let's start alphabet. Let's go alphabetical. Okay, let's start with Batman then. Uh, we're going to start with Batman, and as we get into the books of the week, it is very important for you to know we're getting into spoiler territory. Spoilers. We're trying as hard as we can to let you know when the books of the week are are coming as soon as possible, mm-hmm. so you have a lot of opportunity to go to your local shop and pick up those books and read along with us. If you have not read Batman number four, then this is not the segment for you. Not at all, because we about to ruin it for you. Yes, we are. And given that, three, two, one, it's your fault. Batman issue four picks up really quickly after the events of Batman three. Like right after. Yeah. And I had to think back whoa, whoa, hold up. What happened in three? Yeah. And. As a, a a reminder, just to revisit, the last scene in Batman issue three was Gotham and Gotham Girl entering into a room with a whole bunch of. They were dead at the time, were they not? Yes. Dead soldiers. Well, they were shooting each other. They were shoot. That's right. They were shooting they were each shooting other. They soldiers. Weren't dead yet. Shooting each other. And the and Hugo Pirate Strange name? and Psycho Pirate.
0: Psycho Pirate is saying, "I'm scared." I'm so very scared. Yep. I'm scared. I'm so very scared. And Mm -hmm. then Hugo Strange
1: is standing behind him looking menacing and all. And Hugo Strange was, you know, they're going to mess with Gotham and Gotham Girl's brain. And we picked up immediately following that. Right after that. We're trying to share these pages right here. And when I say immediately, I'm talking we're in this scene where uh, all of these soldiers that we saw shooting each other, they dead. It's, it All is of them, yeah. nasty. It's yeah. 27 dead soldiers. And the speech bubble that we keep getting over and over is, I'm scared. I'm very scared. Mm-hmm. And then we see that it is Gotham girl. Shaking, rocking back and forth in the corner. And she's up against the wall. And on the wall, written in blood, I am Gotham. Interesting. So first thought is, the Gotham just do this? Yeah. What? Well, I
0: mean, they were all shooting each other. So I don't think that Gotham or Gotham girl did that.
1: Yeah. And then Batman is going into Alfred and he says, it appears they were killed by someone with Superman level powers. So then I'm thinking, who did that? Who's responsible for this right now? I'm not yeah, so I sure.
0: I don't think we know because I, I remember them shooting each other. That's what I saw. Yeah. And my book. sense
1: at the time was Psycho Pirate had controlled them. Yeah. And made them kill each other. Yeah. And like framed Gotham and Gotham Girl or mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it appears at this point and, and as things unfold that Gotham and Gotham Girl were both affected by Psycho Pirate because yeah, Gotham Girl they showed up together. Yeah. And Gotham Girl is repeating the lines that we saw at the end of the last book. I'm scared. I am very scared. So we got a situation on our hands, and uh, things things escalate kind of quickly.
0: Yeah, because we got Gotham, who's pretty much trying to talk to this guy who's on the edge of this building and trying to talk him down. And yeah, he's got this thing in his pocket thing in his hand. So there, there's this it
1: looks like a cell phone or something. Yeah, on.
0: and there's this line that he says Gotham is trying to talk to him, and we see that there's guns being pointed at him, and he's like, "We can fix this." I can fix this. Everyone gets a chance to be brave. That's important. Yeah. We saw that in a couple issues back or last. I think it was the
1: second issue when we were seeing the origin of Gotham and Gotham Girl. Right. When 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 Batman Batman had saved Gotham when he was a little kid. Yeah. So this whole, we can fix this. I can fix this. Everyone
0: gets a chance to be brave. Trust me. Gotham says, I can fix this. Yeah. And pretty much, you know, the guy just says... No, you can't. And he hits the button and all these people blow up and all yeah. this stuff goes
1: down. And but he, he has that line before he hits the button. The monster men are coming. The monster men are coming. Which we keep hearing Which we don't over fully understand over. what exactly that means. No, not yet. But this was the same line uttered by the person who destroyed the bridge earlier in, in the, uh, I think it was Batman issue too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we,
0: you know, we go back, to go, go back to the Batcave and, you know, we've got Mr. Thomas... Who's there with Gotham Girl and she's rocking back and forth and you know Batman's asking him for information and stuff like that. And then we flash to that, that, that scene of the explosion. Mm-hmm. We've got Gotham who's going, I can fix this, I can fix this, I can fix this. He's just saying it over and over and over again, like like obsessing about the fact that he can fix it. And Batman shows up and he lays it out for him. He goes, Gotham, you're not an engineer, you're not an architect, you're not the mayor. You are not the city council, all of which means right now you can't just fix this, you can only make it worse. yeah key I love the fact that all these things are different little key moments that are happening, and they're gonna they, they, they pay off later on. they do, yeah yeah, um, so Gotham is wigging out, I mean he's just like snapping and he's going. You know, you don't know what I can do. And, you know, Batman's like, actually, yeah, you know, you know what? You're right. I had an idea. I thought that you were a person who could actually save this city more than I could. Yeah. That you can do the things that I couldn't do. He said, specific example, I go down with the plane. You lift the plane up out of the water. I looked into you. I checked you out. And... You know, I thought that you could
1: actually do it, and I love how Batman uses the line uh, in in that conversation when he says, "You're not hurt like I am. Like I, I see yeah. you. You don't have weakness yeah. like I do. Yeah, I saw things in you that are better than I have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I don't know what you can do now. And then Gotham hurls that beam at him, and Batman just barely even moves. He just sidesteps it." I love that moment. Batman is an extreme G. Yes, he is.
0: Yeah. And then we have this moment where he goes, You know, I thought I knew what you can do before I came across 27 dead men in a burning building. And Gotham goes, 27? And then he, like, he, Batman says, Yes, 27. And then he flies off, screaming, No. So, at that moment in the book, you're like, like, what exactly is what exactly is going on? Like, what does that mean? Why did he fly away? Yeah, great little suspenseful moment because you don't know. He doesn't explain it exactly. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I'm I am so into this book, and um, what happens from there?
1: All right, so we see Amanda Waller, and Amanda Waller is, talking. and it turns out it is General Lane, by the way. Uh-huh. And I had suspected really early on that that was Lane with Amanda Waller and Hugo Strange in the beginning. So that is uh, Lois's dad.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this amazing scene where Amanda Waller's on her phone and, you know, General Lane saying, look, he's not going to find us. He's not going to connect it to us. He's not going to be able to get through the guards and to this and to that. There's... That
1: damn Batman.
0: Yeah. Like that damn Batman isn't going to touch us. And he goes, Lane. The damn Batman is behind you. Batman is is standing there. And he goes, Miss Waller. And then smashes Lane's head into a wall. That is a fantastic Batman moment. Yes, it is. And it's so great to be able to show how dope Batman is. And it doesn't even show a bunch of smash, boom, pow. It's just like we've created this unbelievable scenario where Batman can't possibly find us and make any kind of connection. And then Batman
1: is already here
0: yeah thought it was an thought it was an awesome
1: little scene there yeah so far these books have been packed with those little moments i also really like the moment earlier in this book with the, the the moment of levity with uh batman's batmobile getting crushed yes when uh he's he's talking to duke over the comms and duke has some idea of some clues like here's what's going down right should i just send this to the car and his car is completely smashed and obliterated and he says no Do not send it to the car.
0: Which is very, it's a funny (laughs) beat because you're like, Batman's being, Batman is funny right here. It is very matter of fact. But it's not, he's not trying to be funny. No, no. Yeah. So it pretty much, we pretty much get the explanation that Amanda Waller was sent to fix up Gotham. And she had concluded that in so many words... Gotham's messed up because of you, Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the reason why.
1: You show up on the scene and all of your quote-unquote friends, the, all of your arch nemeses. Yeah, Year, the Owls, the Joker, the
0: Joker again, Mr. Bloom. All the the common denominator is you. Yeah. So my plan was to bring Psycho Pirate, Dr. Hugo Strange, come in. We're going to use them to control the emotions. Uh, use Psycho Pirate to control people's emotions. Use Dr. Hugo, Hugo Strange to control Psycho Pirate. We're good. Turns out. No, no. Poor decision making. Amanda, you should know better. Come on. Hugo Strange turns on him. And- Would
1: you hire them to work a part-time job for you, Amanda Waller? Come on. Would you trust? Does Young Metro trust Hugo Strange and Psycho Pirate? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But
0: apparently she thinks they do. Yeah. So, and Amanda's like, I messed up. But uh, Batman, um, you help me out now since you're here. I
1: love Amanda Waller's attitude. So bold. She is bold. Yeah, she's brassy. She's like, here's how this is going to play. You need me because I have access and information to Psycho Pirate and Hugo Strange. You you can't do anything without using me. So the way that this is going to work is you're going to work with me. And that's that. I'm just putting my foot down. Who who puts their foot down? And you're going to say please. And you're going to say please. Oh, Damn. 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 You can't res- like respect for Amanda Waller being able to say all of that to Batman right now. Yeah. But. And they have this moment, they have this exchange
0: where, you know, Batman says that, you know, there are 27 of your people who are dead and you want me to say please. And Amanda goes, "Check your facts, detective. 28 of my people are dead." And that's when Batman understands. He gets it. He's like, and I don't so when you're you as the reader, you don't understand. You're like, what are they talking about? You turn the page, and then there's this reveal, and you're like, "Oh, so turns out Gotham took his mask off.
1: There were 28 soldiers in the room, but one of them was playing dead. One of them was not actually dead. Yeah. So yeah. Gotham
0: took his. You know, Batman goes, "I understand. It gets hot under the mask. You sweat. It issues, and you took it off, didn't you? Somebody took a photo of you. Somebody put it through like their machine. They found out who you were. And this guy is under the control of psycho pirate. And he was angry and he found out who your parents were. Then he came in and he killed your parents. Yeah. So now we've got Gotham who's holding this guy by his neck Mm -hmm. and Batman is trying to talk him down. And he's like, look, I get it. I understand I know you're angry because I think part of this is Batman going, I don't want you to go to this side. Yep. He's like, you you were you were supposed to be the best of us. Yep. You're supposed to be the one who takes over for me. You can do what I can't do. And you know, he says, Did you hear what he said? The gossip like, Did you hear what he called me? And he's like, Look, put him down. This isn't you. You know what I mean? It's a psycho pirate. He's like, I'm going to find a way to bring him back and bring you back. And he goes, he said, Gotham's going, he said, he called me a monster. Yeah, Like you're a monster. And Batman goes, I can fix this. The same thing that he was saying to the guy who blew the thing up. Mm-hmm. No, you can't just fix this. You can only make it worse. And he snaps the dude's
1: Snaps neck. the soldier's neck. And that, so good, man. And this is the point when Gotham... Under the control of Psycho Pirate, I'm, I have no doubt. Well, we don't know if he is under the control of Psycho Pirate. It seems like... It, it seems like he is, but we're not sure. It seems like Psycho Pirate ratchets up emotions. Like, if he doesn't create emotions and, and imbue them in someone from nothing, then he turns those things up to 11. Because, of course, Gotham is going to be heartbroken. He's, he's pulverized. His parents were murdered. But he also just murdered 27 people. And I, I don't think that... I'm, I'm still unclear on or what happened Or did he murder 27 me. people? Yeah, I'm still unclear. And it's possible that he was mind-controlled to think that he did. Uh-huh. Who, who really knows? Uh-huh. So we're tr- trying to sort out some of the events here. But at this point, Gotham is totally disillusioned With his city back porch, Mike, here's where we have a conversation Mm. about obligation and responsibility. Mm. And we have this person who raised himself and built his entire life's work around being in debt, being a guardian to his city. And what has it given him in return and Gotham controlled or not unclear has decided, you know what? I can't fix this city. But what I can do is get rid of it before it hurts anybody else. It's crazy.
0: There's uh, this awesome couple lines I want to read. This city, you try to save it and it just, it bleeds you. It destroys you. It destroys everything. You, it, it, it destroys everything. And Gotham, the monster men are always coming. And that's an interesting point because yeah. that's what Duke was saying to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Like the the whole wilting thing yeah. in episode one, the in whole idea Calendar of like it's just gonna come around again and coming coming back to this going the monstermen are always coming. And that's part of Batman's lot. It's just like I'm never going to like cure this. And we, we look at that's what, that's what doc is. It wasn't that the whole part of the doctor narrative? Yeah. The whole idea of like Thomas Wayne, they keep being, they're keep being sick people and you're just being crazy enough to be the one who keeps fixing folks. But yeah. people are never,
1: well, your work is never done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was when Lucius Fox was relaying the story of Thomas Wayne and saying, I don't, I just don't understand why you're a doctor. People are going to keep getting sick always. Yeah. You can't, Stop it. You can't fix it. You to, you you can't cure it. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is to serve.
0: Yeah. You know, and to continuously serve until you can't anymore. So, um, Gotham, whether under the control of Psycho Pirate or just being fed up, I can't save Gotham, but I can kill it before it hurts anyone else. Mm-hmm. Ah, to be continued. Damn. This is good. Yes, it is. So, you turn the page, it says... DC DC Universe Rebirth, Night of the Monster Men, a six-part crossover in Batman, Detective Comics, and Nightwing. That's coming. The Monster Men are coming, September slash October 2016.
1: Now, Tom King, I think over Twitter, pointed out that I think there are two parts remaining to this story arc. This arc is called I Am Gotham. I think he says uh, maybe there are one or two more issues and an epilogue, something that comes afterward. So we still have a little bit of time for this immediately to resolve. And it seems like it will segue really naturally into the monster men are coming, which I'm excited about as well. This book keeps getting better and better and better. And this, this issue, yo, this was hard. That was grim. I liked it. Nasty stuff. I loved it. It it was, it was excellent though. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Damn. I I, I want to think on the, uh, the situation with Gotham, whether he's being mind-controlled or, or not. I believe that he's being mind-controlled. I just think hit, all of his feelings are being turned up, basically, to completely irrational, uncontrollable levels. Like, if he was very upset, then this thing is turning him into a rampaging monster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's taking place... Obviously the problem here, if, if I know anything from science fiction movies or whatever, you got to get rid of the source to take care of that, like get rid of the lock. Um, so killing Hugo strange or psycho pirate or handling them seems like it's going to be a priority trying to, to, to get it at the root, but
0: this is good, man. I really feel excited about going from Scott Snyder. Over to Tom King. I mean, the story has been an amazing. It's been an amazing time to be a Batman fan and read comics.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Batman number four, it's lit. Indeed, yeah. That brings us over to Kill or Be Killed number one. Yeah. Uh, Again, like I mentioned, this is the first in a new series from Image from Brubaker and Phillips and Brett Weiser. Uh, You might know Brubaker and Phillips, they are prolific, especially as a team. The Fade Out is one that they've been doing uh, most recently. uh, Criminal and the Criminal series, which has been running forever. The Coward Arc, Lawless, Last of the Innocent. They've been running for so damn long. Fatal was one that I really really love. Fatale was a few years ago. That wrapped a few years ago, and I, I just love that book. It was fantastic. So, these two, they work together and they go through a lot of different stories. Sometimes, I think most often, it's kind of like crime noir sort of thing, but Kill or Be Killed is a little different. Kill or be killed, um, admit ad, by the admission of Ed Brubaker in the letter section in the very back. Um, this is their take on the vigilante killer genre. So, this is their take on, let's say, Punisher, basically, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it's brutal, like I would agree, unflinching. Yes. Um, This is the first in a series. We're picking this up because of the talent. But it's really good. It is very good. It is very good. Um, Gut reaction after reading through this. How are you feeling on it? Yeah. It's like a movie.
0: Yeah, it is. You know, it's very intense. Very intense. They do a great job of drawing me in. Like, why do I care? Oh, I care. I care about I know who everybody is. I care about everybody. I get their motivations. I understand what's going on and I'm left with enough of a cliffhanger to go. I need to pick up the next book to find out what happens next.
1: Yeah. So, that's what my thoughts are. What about you? Uh yeah, I'm I love the team behind this and I I trust them as storytellers. They've proven themselves over and over and over again. Something that I think is interesting is I get real excited with Brubaker Phillips team ups and I pick up those books for a little while and then I usually beat her off a little bit and then I pick up the trades. Uh, so I'm wondering if this will be the same pattern or if I'm going to stick with this one every Wednesday when it comes out. But um, it, just an introduction to the plot. Uh, this is focusing on a, a, a guy named Dylan, a uh, young guy, seems like he's probably in his, he, I think he says he's 28, and Dylan's been dealt kind of a, a, a rough deck. Um, he's lonely, he's depressed, he's tried to kill himself multiple times, he's... He's got a lot going on. His uh, best friend seems to be a girl that he's also attracted to. Uh But his roommate, who used to be his buddy, his roommate is hooking up with the girl they're dating. Right. And that gives him a lot of bad feelings. Um, But then they hook up on the sly whenever the friend is gone.
0: Right. She runs up up on him and is like, do you want to kiss me? Like, what?
1: Yeah. And then everything just goes like normal. So it's, it's, he says it just makes him feel empty. Right. So he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot on his mind. He's, he's beaten down. He's, he's kind of hitting rock bottom. And this, this kid, this young kid, he, he tries to kill himself and he's explaining Well, the book starts with him murdering a lot of people. Lots. And he's like, I'm getting pretty good at this. Yeah. Like shooting up an apartment, killing a lot of people, and he's pointing out that he kills bad guys. He's saying that he's going after the scum. He's going after the, the, the people who deserve it. And so that, that's our like vigilante thing, right? And he's trying to s- take a step back and say, hold up, before we get too far into the story, let me narrate this story for myself. Yeah, let me, let me, let me bring you up to speed here. And maybe it might have started around here and he's talking about like an ex-girlfriend and when she's getting catcalled and, and how it made him feel when he didn't step to the people who were catcalling and the argument that ensued with the girlfriend. Then he thinks, you know what, maybe it actually wasn't that. Maybe it was the time when I tried to jump off a roof And kill myself. Uh And then he says, you know what? Actually, maybe it wasn't even that. And he goes back and talks about his friend and the girlfriend and the other time he tried to kill himself. Yeah. But what we get into is him going to the top of a building, six stories up and deciding, He's going to walk off this roof. It's over for me. I'm going to end it. But what happens on the way down is he gets tangled up in what, some like old blankets and Uh, an old rug. I think he says. Yeah, And like, like the clothesline. Yeah. And it kind of like catches him a little bit and he tumbles down six stories and survives Mm. and gets up and has these really complicated thoughts. Like I can't even do that. Right. Or uh, why did I try to kill him? So he had this, these multiple thoughts. Like, why did I try to kill
0: myself? Man, the snow is beautiful. Like you know, what kind of idiot am I? I just need to go to sleep. I'm gonna go tell tell the girl exactly what I think. Like you can imagine, when you try to kill yourself and you don't, you like basically you recognize how much you want to live. Yeah. So it seems like that moment was the thing that made him go. Matter of fact,
1: actually. I don't want to kill myself. Yeah, it's time to pivot. I'm, I'm going to, to change. I'm going to change everything. I'm going to take action. I'm going to tell Kira how I feel.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, and you, and you, as you're reading this as the reader, you're like, yeah, Get okay, it.
1: cool. Got you.
0: You know what I mean? That seems, you're almost kind of like good for you. Yeah. Dylon. Yeah. No, good for you, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dylan.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Octavius says, is his name Dylon? I think it's Dylan, but I do believe he spits hot fire.
0: That's all he spits.
1: <laughs> um, that's the point where this book gets now. Wild. Listen, I'm telling you, if you
0: have not read Killer Be Killed, number one, huge twist, huge spoiler coming. Mm-hmm. Ed Brubaker on Twitter right now, Twitter today was saying, Thank you for people who review this without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. We're going to spoil it. Yeah. We're telling you we're going to spoil it. It's about to be a major twist right here mm-hmm. that you do
1: not see coming. You've been warned, warned, warned. Three, two, one, it's your fault. Dylan is trying to go to sleep the night after he, he attempts, or the, the night that he, he tries to kill himself, and he decides, I just need to get some rest. I'm not going to tell Kira yeah, right I'm gonna now. I'm going to tell her later. I'm going to tell her later. I'm just going to sleep this one off. Right. And out of the shadows, something darker than the dark. A demon. That,
0: that's what tripped me out. Like, can you imagine you're in a pitch black room, and there's something, something darker?
1: darker? Yeah. That's scary. And this thing creeps out. Looks like a shadow itself, huge horns, giant teeth, big white eyes. It's, it's gnarly. It is uncomfortable to look at. And the font that they use in the speech bubbles even is all like messed up. Yeah. And it says, hello, Dylan. Try to stay calm. And he's <laughs> freaking out. Like, of course he's Mephistopheles. Yeah. yeah. I, Mep- Mephistopheles. I, 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 I haven't thought about it that way. And- <laughs> hey, why are you trying to destroy the state? <laughs> Mephistopheles. He's just hungry, maybe? Yeah. Uh and and like he's 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 freaking out. And this he thinks he's hallucinating. He doesn't know what he's actually seeing, but things become really real. This demon is beating him up. It takes him by the neck. It smacks him against a wall. And it's saying, here's the deal. Here's, the, here, here's how it's about to go down. This is the rub. You just tried to kill yourself. And you lived. Mm-hmm. Second chances don't come cheap. Mm. And it's time to pay for yours. Woo! And it explains a life for a life. So the way that this is going to work is the demon is going to kill Dylan unless... Unless Dylan kills somebody else. Once a month. Once a month. His his rent.
0: I'm reading this book and I'm like, wait, what? This just took a crazy turn, but I like it. Yeah, and Dylan is saying that too. Because the, the pivot is like, didn't see this what? Coming. Did not I told see this coming. from the cover, from what you see in the beginning, you do not see a demon coming out of the dark. Yeah, You, you don't see it coming
1: at all. And this is kind of how Fatal played out a little bit, where it seemed like it was this really cool uh, noir story, and then suddenly some real crazy demonic stuff takes place, and that made it very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, interesting, uh, I'm interested in where this is going. Dylan is saying the same stuff. I'm, I'm looking at the panel right now, and he's, he's got his hands on his head saying this this is crazy this is not real i must be hallucinating and things get real real when the demon breaks his arm now that like puts it behind his back and breaks his arm and dylan screams and his girl kira comes into the room and finds out that this dude's arm is busted can you
0: imagine you're like i'm dreaming this is crazy this is And then your arm is gets broken, and you're it's, like, "I am not no. dreaming. I'm like this is not a joke. There is actually a demon in my room right now." He just broke my I'm arm. I'm
1: genuinely unnerved by that. I'm Goodness genuinely gracious. unnerved by that. So Dylan decides he's going to keep this a secret. He's going to sound crazy anyway. Right. Right, so right. they go to the hospital together. He just says he took a spill. Yeah. And you know it's it's things like uh, the moment when the, the the woman in the hospital says "And your copay is $50. Like there's little things like just another thing for you to deal with. right uh-huh. now. Right. You know anybody who's ever spent time in a doctor's office yeah. hates finding out how much copay is going to be. Yeah. And then putting up the money. be like, You know, it's bad enough I had to drag my sick, broken body into this place and spend time here and let me just pay for this experience. Mm -hmm. It's just, of course, this is necessary. It's a function, but damn it. Damn it. So Dylan is busted up even more so. He's quiet and he's deciding he's just going to not believe that the demon thing happened. He's like, you know what? No. This didn't happen.
0: I imagined it. I actually you know what? I probably hurt myself when I jumped off the building. It's probably like a some sort of night terror. Yeah. Or something. Or what what is it? Like a
1: fever dream. Yeah, fever like dream. Just, you sleepwalking, this, this, some this, like that. Didn't
0: happen. You know what?
1: Impossible. But as time, I'm wildin'. There's no way this went down. Time goes on and he's getting incredibly sick. Weeks go by. Yeah. So
0: he's not even considering. Cause in his mind, what I don't believe what, I believe in angels and demons. Like, yeah. come on. There's no
1: way. I'm obviously tripping. I'm just gonna live my life. But he's he's becoming weaker. He's becoming more ill. He's sick for days. Crazy. It's, I mean, like he's laid up. He looks rough. He's looking in the mirror, and what's he see? The demon is back. Mm-hmm. That thing is back. Like reminding him, hey, time's almost up. Yeah, you are almost dead. Yeah, are you ready?
0: Like so. He starts seeing it in mm-hmm. reflections. Yeah, like the, the, the way they draw this and even the words, the way it's written, he's like, I see it in little reflections. I look at one over one shoulder and I see it the corner of my eye. I see it and I look back and it's not there. It's like, upsetting. Like, that is like, yo, <sighs> you got to be thinking like, wait, really? Yeah. Did this actually really happen? Yeah. No, nah, this didn't happen. And then you see it again and again. Like, it, and, and you're getting sick.
1: And sicker, and sicker. Yeah. So, oh, gosh. He's in such a bad way in that he decides denial. he's he's going to put on a coat. He's going to try to get himself to the emergency room. He has to go back to the hospital because he's on death's door. Yeah. And he gets jumped by, like, two homeless people. Uh-huh. He, he like, gets... Wi- like, wild jump. Like Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, give me your money. They just thrash him for no reason. For no reason. They just beat the hell out of him. And on his shoulder, well, first of all, one of the homeless guys points a gun at his head and is going to kill him. But notice the the red around the, the,
0: the, the homeless guys, almost yeah. like there's an energy. Yeah. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I don't see that on any other characters. That's a good point. So they, it's almost like a lot they're of under color. the control
1: of something. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, uh, maybe the demon is taking control of them. Like You are going to be the people who either kill Dylan or send him a message. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's get it straight. I'm not playing here. And the demon shows up again and reminds Dylan, one more day.
0: Now, one thing I want to point out here is in the scene, this guy's beating them up, they're cursing at him, and they're doing all this kind of stuff. And this guy points a gun at him. Yeah. And he goes, Listen up, dick cheese, (laughs) right? (laughs) Pointing the gun at Dylan. And then you see the the bubble change and the voice change and goes, One more day. That's all you've got. And Dylan kind of turns and like, What? Because it's like he, he recognizes the demon, the voice. Yeah. And as he turns his head, the dude pistol whips this cat. Right in the mouth. And he's laying on the ground, and he starts thinking about it. And he goes, I'd like to tell you I lay there for a long time thinking about everything over and over. But the truth is, truth is it only took a minute before I thought, the hell with it. Hell with this. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just like, suddenly, like, okay,
1: message received.
0: Got you. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure what was happening to me, but I didn't want to die. And the second I gave in, the second I told myself... I was actually going to commit a homicide. I felt better. What? what? <sighs> now I just had to find someone who deserved to die and kill them. How hard could that be? To be continued. I'm, sign me up. Sign me up. It's. I'm here for this. It's I got. I got to see how this unfolds.
1: I, yeah, I need to know how this unfolds. You the, the, uh, the preview that we have for number two shows Dylan and he's not wearing a mask. Although on the cover of this first one, he's wearing a mask mask and a hoodie and it, he's holding a gun. He looks kind of timid. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. He looks panicked. He does not have a mask on. So he's clearly like not thinking about people being able to identify him. So I think what we're going to do is go through the, the process of him finding somebody who Quote, unquote, deserves it Uh and trying to bring himself to taking another person's life
0: predictions of the future predictions of the future. Ooh, I'll give you mine. Go ahead. I think if we see Dylan at this point, Mm -hmm. who's timid, scared, frail. Right. Mm -hmm. And we see at the beginning of this book, he's basically thrashing folks. I think that the demon is going to give him some sort of like not just going to task him with killing someone once a month, but it's in the demon's best interest that the dude actually kills someone once a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I want you to die. So I would assume that he's probably going to give him something that's going to help him actually succeed.
1: Oh, OK. So th- there will be don't a trade. I You're I'm, saying there's some kind of incentive program. Well. Is he getting a commission for how many bodies?
0: No, but I'm saying he's gonna probably empower him in some sort of way.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't. I'm guessing. Like sure. you know what I mean? Because this guy, this character that we're seeing right here, can't even tell a girl he likes him. Yeah. So how's he gonna t- turn into the guy in the beginning of this book? Yeah. And he says, "I'm actually getting good at this." So you got to think if you're gonna get to the point where you're killing, killing guys like that, that handily. You have to have had some sort of grace period to be able to get that skill, because each engage, each, like these engagements, are life and death engagements. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like you're just running up on bums in the beginning of this book. He's killing people
1: who want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. You know. W- you know how I am on super violent books. Yes. Like I, I don't take it lightly. Sometimes it's hard for me to transport to a place. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the climate of the world right now, where it's not the entertainment that I'm seeking all the time. So first thoughts on reading this is kind of rough. It's, it's rough to see people get it like this and to see someone act so righteous and confident that they deserved it. And Maybe you had a different reaction, but I felt a certain way about seeing that it was just a white kid with brown hair, young guy. Like it, it kind of Wait it kind of bothered me like this person running around on people. It doesn't it seem like the ultimate privilege, like I'm gonna take other people out of this life. I wasn't even thinking like that. I did. And and it got worse for me when I had this feeling because his name is Dylan. Okay. And immediately, Dylan Ruth. I thought of Dylan Ruth, oh, and I thought of Charleston. Never put that, didn't put that together at and, all. And I, I have to admit that these are things that I don't hmm. necessarily think deserve to be correlated, but I I cannot ignore where my brain is, where my mental health is, as it relates to the world right now. And so this white kid, young guy named Dylan shooting spree just kind of got me kind of had me feeling a way and I, I i was able to shake some of that off as i i'm reading through this because the story is interesting and the demon made it especially interesting i'm like okay 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 we're going to put this into some paranormal sense and that's going to allow me to remove myself a little bit and that's helpful and now i'm i'm interested but it's still like Ooh, that feels raw. It feels raw to me. And I don't know if that's actually going to be meaningful in any way whatsoever, but that that's where, what I was feeling. I was reading this, no doubt. Like that's just something that resonated and felt uncomfortable. Um, I really, really, really like these storytellers. The stories they tell are wrought with crime and violence. And, and that's just that's what they do. And they do it damn well. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a form of art. This is entertainment. Yeah. But as I was reading this, I could not ignore some of those feelings. Like ouch, yeah. Ouch, yeah. ouch, So yes, I'm signed up for another one. I want to know where this goes. But at the same time, I have to say this: as a comic book and as a story, as something that I enjoy, is hard it's, it's, it's actually, it's a little work. It's a little mental, emotional work to get through this. So I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes and whether or not I have the fortitude to stick with it. Um, something else that I really like, and I I hope everyone pays attention to uh, at the end of almost all of Brubaker's books, there's an essay uh, which is relevant in some way or another. In the end of this book, it's an essay by Devin Ferrasi about a movie called Death Wish. I recommend reading that essay. It's really fun. It's really interesting. And I think it adds a little bit of context for understanding where Brubaker and Phillips are for the story. Um, I like it. I like it. But damn, it's tough. It's tough. And not everything's going to be as easy as just dipping into Batman. Yeah. So I had to say that. I had to put that. So that's the books of the week for
0: this week. Books of the week for next week. Black Panther number five and yeah. The Accused number one. The Accused. Tell me about The Accused. So The Accused is part of Civil War II. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like uh, th- there, there's no civil. This is the one w- that focuses on the Hulk, yeah? I think so. Okay. Okay. So there's no Civil War this week. Because you know Civil War is every other week. Yeah. So we're kind of we're supposed to be due for a civil war. So this week we're getting the accused
1: instead. Okay. Great. Well, I'm on board. I'm, also, I'm
0: honorable mention, something else I want to pick up and something I would suggest you guys to pick up so we can maybe talk about it a little bit is All-Star Batman number one. Ooh, Written I will be Scott picking Snyder. that up. So maybe we'll talk and, about and that And John too. Romita Jr., yeah? Yeah. So maybe we'll get three books in the weekend for next week. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. So- Jeff, definitely pick up Black Panther number five. That will be a book of the week. Yeah, The Accused number one. That will be a book of the week. And a possible third slash honorable mention is All-Star Batman number one. Yeah. uh, Written by Scott Snyder, illustrated by John Romita Jr. That is very exciting.
1: That's it. Yeah. In the meantime, between this episode and our next, a couple of things that we want to point out. Um, We do really want you to share this show with other people see if you can't share it with five other people hit them up on Twitter and yep. share a link to your favorite episode maybe it's yep. this one maybe it's one from the past yep maybe it's one featuring man man how I make cool monster yeah whatever your favorite is you share that with with somebody that you love um, and also give us a hand we know we know that we can rely on you our listeners and people part of this Junto to help us make a mark at New York Comic Con it
0: would mean the world to us yes it would
1: yeah so you tweet at NY underscore comic underscore con. Make sure you you tell them that you want to see the Comic Book Junto panel. Use the hashtag CBJ number four NYCC.
0: Yeah. Let them know that you want the Comic Book Junto panel to happen at New York Comic Con 2016. Everyone who does that, we really appreciate that. Even if you're not coming Um, and we're really thankful for you guys listening in. We made 40 episodes so far. We're looking forward to 40 plus more, um, looking forward to continuing the Junto and continuing to bring this to you guys on a regular basis. We're going to go see suicide squad probably this weekend. So you guys can look out for a one shot on that coming up very soon. Um, why don't you let them know we can find you on the internet, Adam.
1: You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram using the same name at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. I have a project that's in the works right now that um, I I can give a little sneak peek for some folks. Uh, Friends and and, uh, peers here at Indy Hall in Philadelphia are working on... A an adult coloring book. It's hot right now. Yeah, people are doing adult coloring books. Uh, a friend of mine, his name is is Saul. He's an incredible artist, and he's done this really cool sci-fi adult coloring book. And he's asked me to write a short story that accompanies the book to create some context and rhythm for the book itself. And I have done that, so I've contributed to that book. And that book is on sale in October. So right now they're taking pre-orders for the book, and you can check that out on lanternfishpress.com. The name of the book is Other Worlds, and the reason that I point this out is because I'm very proud of this contribution. It's really exciting to me to see some of my art, uh, my work, my writing in somebody else's artwork, that they would include me in that. So as someone who wants to see Saul really win, and the people who are the publishers, Lanternfish Press, those, those are friends of mine too, um, I would love for Comic Book Junto listeners to take part in that, to, to enjoy that as well. I hope you do. So check out lanternfishpress.com. I'm going to see what I can do about getting a discount code maybe. Okay. Do a little like, all right, you know, incentive program. There we go. Maybe if you catch a body, we'll give you $5 off. You got 30 days. That's your rent. <laughs> Here's what's up. Wow. That's not real. That's intense. <laughs> I mean, that's, that got intense <laughs> very quickly.
0: All right, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same thing at Octavius A Newman, O C T A
1: V I U S A N E W M A N. That was a spelling bee right now. Are you doing that right now? I'm like, it's a damn spelling bee. Can you use that in a sentence? Octavius? Yeah. My name's Octavius. <laughs> okay, that, that's legit. There you legit. go. We did. That's
0: legit. All right. Um, again, got a discount code that's got a couple of discount codes that are floating around out there. Go to bearfruit.com, watch the story. From that, you'll be able to see what you have to do to get the discount code. Pretty much the discount code is 20 bucks off of any order that's $60 or above, but you have to watch Bear Fruit's story to figure out what you got to do to get that. Mm-hmm. It is limited, it's, the use is limited. So be on the lookout, make those moves quickly. Um, we're really looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys on this episode. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys listening to us.
1: Yeah. You know, 40 episodes in and we still don't have that sign off. I want a sign off. Until next time. Peace. Okay. Yes. I guess that is it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) Joe, edit this part out. (laughs) It's all good. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for
0: listening. And until next time, peace. There it is. (laughs)